<laughs> I'm not trying to talk shit on fucking uh Oh, no. Nah, he's not here. To, he's not Eddie. here to defend himself. Fuck him. So. Okay. <laughs> no, no. He's, Eddie's not going to be with us today. He's still recovering uh, from uh, COVID, but I think he's getting better. He's he's in the tail end of it. Yeah, he was uh, he was there yesterday for the um, for the tournament. So yeah, he was he was he was in pretty decent spirits, which is pretty dope. Because last night was I want to say that last night was pretty good. We had our guilty gear. Accent Core Plus R tournament had about 13, 14 people sign up after cutting the fat. I think overall we had like 10 competitors, $400 prize pool. So, I mean, like less people just means, you know, more chances for you to win. So if you guys want to get on those tournaments, fucking y'all need to hit us up. Enjoying. So what is this that I missed in the tournament that uh, Boxer didn't know Dizzy's age? Is that what that was? Okay. So Boxer, and this is not the first time. It's not necessarily just like, it, it happened in the tournament and there's a clip of it. But like the big thing that ended up happening was Boxer will be abnormally attracted to certain characters and not know their background. So I want to say a couple of months ago. when He's like, I want to fuck that. So. <laughs> when 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 fucking we first started playing accent core he looks at bridget and he's like yo bridget is fine <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i when i was younger i was like oh bridget's cute and then my friend was like that's a dude <laughs> <laughs> like the- what he goes you don't know the lore i was like no exactly like, so <laughs> so for those who don't know the the lore in guilty gear x2 for bridget is that uh she he is a twin and the the way that their their village dynamics work out is that it's 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 a very religious thing yo-yo village is that if you have twins it's bad luck to have a twin of the same gender and so bridget being the younger twin so to say was raised as a girl and just like fucking she goes off on her adventure so saying i need boys. i need to i need to go prove myself and shit and so bridget goes off on this grand <laughs> adventure to 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 find who she truly is and what a common thing ends up happening it happened to infinity and it happened to boxer uh and boxer's just like yo bridget is fine and i'm just like oh yeah <laughs> is that right you know that's a dude right he's just like what i'm like that's yeah penis <laughs> it's, yeah that's what you should, that's the, that's the give it's just that's a penis but... <laughs> no, so yesterday considerably easier to to was uh on this tournament yes yes but to to go back to the the whole dizzy thing fucking boxer on stream like in front of like 30 some odd people was just like yo dizzy is so fine i would totally tap that i'm just like i'm gonna call the cops sir and he's just like what and he's like dizzy is four (laughs) he's like what i'm just like yeah dizzy's four bro yep it was funny it was it was crazy but no this one was a hundred times easier to to let run through i would say that my only issue and it's not even like I'm not even going to pin it on us too much, but trying to get people in and out of lobbies was kind of annoying because I had to go from commentating to jumping down to the uh, the group chat where all the competitors are playing and be like, hey, I need these two people up because 
there's a delay between the two of them. I can't just say, hey, go into viewer mode or participant mode and just watch these matches. And after that, you join because the amount of space that you have in these fucking rooms are so vastly tiny. Yeah, it's only six in this game. You could only have six people in there at any given time. And so there was the three of us and then the two competitors, and we have to pass off who's actually going to be playing in the in the lobby instead of how, like, Rev 2 operates, where you just go up to a cab, and then you can just stand behind and just, yeah, like, just watch. So it was, it was really, it was really annoying, but outside of that... Is very very good. There was only one gaffe, and it was it was a not even like an issue on us. It was an issue with the game itself because for some reason, Accent Core just kept on shitting the fucking bed. Yeah, I was wondering what was going on. That, that was the first time that it, that it had ever happened. It just kept on crashing, you know, and it sucks because in one of I think it was winners finals or losers finals, uh, yeah. the, the match between Coho and Infinity, I think. During the second round, the game just crashes. You had the inner, yeah. like it crashes, but it was right at the end of the game state when Infinity won round one. So they were just like, okay, just restart the match, go back. It, it, it's annoying. That it match sucks. was about to be over, and then it mm -hmm. just like, because like it was the combo was going on that was about to end the match. And then, right. Like, right before the last hit, the game crashed. Right. It's like you saw Slash and then everything fucking crashed. But outside of that, it was it was a good time. I am going to request that Boxer does not get completely blitzed the, the night before. Because he well, was, was <laughs> he was tired. You can see it in his face. He was tired. Yeah, that's why he only did a two-hour stream. Exactly. <laughs> But no, it was yesterday ran a lot more smoothly, and I am excited for what's to come. There's a there's currently a. Um, Why don't you post that survey? Yeah, there's currently a survey that I've got going around, and right now we've got we've got some metrics out already. If you guys play fighting games, I would totally appreciate it if you fill out the survey that I've already posted here into the chat and for the listeners you can always go into our discord check out the fighting games channel and find the warrior realm fgc feeler survey pretty much just trying to get an idea of what games you want to see or play in the future whether or not that you're interested in something a little bit more long term like a 16 week or 12 week um season and just get an idea of like you know what what games you like to play like surprisingly, Ultra Street Fighter Four, like people are just like, "Yo, let's play." It's a good game. I'm like, "Yeah, it's a good game," but I'm just like, "Really? That a game?" Dirty ass of comp players <laughs> trying to play. Really? Sure. So it was all right. We've got a lot of good feedback. Guilty Gear is still super fucking popular within the community. A lot of people want to get into Street Fighter though. A lot of people. I think that when we were looking at like the top eight that people were talking about, yeah, we had Ultra Street Fighter Four, Guilty Gear Strive, which is something that we're planning for the future, Third Strike, Killer Instinct, KOF thirteen and fourteen, Tekken Seven, and Guilty Gear XR Rev Two. So, I mean, the people love the Guilty Gear. People people want to get into that KOF. I, I'm thinking about actually like really entertaining the idea of doing some Killer Instinct too, stuff too, because I need to get into Killer Instinct. Yeah, that game is great. More often. That the game. The netcode is rollback. So. Yeah, the netcode is really fucking good. 
but that was that was a tournament. The one thing that I didn't write for our icebreaker that I really wanted to uh, explore, and this is definitely on the fly, but they confirmed the dates for E3. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I was gonna say we already knew about that, right? Well, this came out like three days ago, and so like they're already talking about what they plan on discussing with E3 2021. And uh, there's there's apparently already a roster like Pac-Man 99 is going to be a big thing that okay. they're going to keep on expanding to. And I thought that that was also going to be like a time to release kind of like what they did with Mario 35. But they were just like, no, 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 no. we're going to we're going to just like make Pac-Man 99 like the next uh, Tetris 99. Which I've seen gameplay of, of uh, Pac-Man 99. That game looks dope. That it's game really looks, yo, bro, that game looks real good. It's not like just Pac-Man. So the the whole idea is that other players can have their Pac-Man show up on an opponent's screen. And if your Pac-Man and the opponent crosses paths, it slows them down. Oh, that's just shitty. just like momentarily <laughs> as you're passing by, and then once once you're done crossing by, uh, you go back to your normal speed, and then like other people can put ghosts on the opponent's board, or you can they can put like little tokens for ghosts, and then more ghosts will pop up on the screen, and you're just like you might sound like oh that's really shitty, but if you get one of like the uh, the the mega the mega spheres where all the ghosts go blue, you just see like these massive fucking combos just oh, pop yeah. off it's <laughs> it's pretty fucking sick and you could you could like restart the entire grid by grabbing like a piece of fruit and then everything goes back to normal and that's pretty much how everything goes and which i think it like i'm not a pac-man player but i i can appreciate watching it i think that it's right. it's really cool to fucking watch but no as far as like e3 definitely coming back we already got confirmation that obviously Microsoft is going to be there. Nintendo said that they're going to be there. Obviously, Sony is, didn't say anything about them showing up and shit like that. But it's they confirmed that this summer they're going to go digital. Next year, they they were just like, yo, we're returning in person. Which I'm just like, okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean... It is surprising because, like, didn't, like, doesn't, like, the, like, the big three, or not the big three, but, like, don't Sony and Nintendo, they said, like, basically, fuck E3, right? And they were doing their own things. Well, so, as far as, like, press conferences are concerned, then, yes, definitely. Because Nintendo was doing the fucking directs. But Nintendo still had some level of a presence there. And with E3, th since this one is just completely digital... What we do know is Nintendo, Xbox, Capcom, Konami, Ubisoft, Take-Two Interactive, and Warner Brothers are confirmed to have footage ready for that. So, I mean, it's it's cool. It's all right. But I find it interesting that they're showing off E3 and how that's going to compete with Jeff Keighley's Summer of Games thing that he plans on doing. Oh yeah, uh, I've. I mean, no surprise. I've completely forgot about that. I forgot he was doing that. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just like I. I mean, everyone's talking about it. They're already like, oh, Nintendo's gonna be there. It's gonna be Metroid Prime Four. That's what. Every, that's what everybody says at every single one of them. If it's I not, think we might get something about Breath of the Wild too. I could see them talking about Breath of the Wild a little bit. 
And I also can probably foresee them doing a delay on that game if they don't have anything ready by the summer. But... <sighs> cool? Yeah, it's neat. I'll be on vacation, so I guess I'm going to watch it on my phone, so... <laughs> yeah. Anyway. With those two things out of the way, I'm just going to jump into my weeks. I well, fucked up. There was, there was one more thing I wanted to bring up. And, oh, sure. Uh, I don't know if the, if this uh, person was a big influence on you, but uh, DMX was a pretty big influence on a lot of my hip-hop, like getting into hip-hop and stuff mm -hmm. like that. DMX was definitely that... You listen to DMX, you're just like, okay... He he vibes on a different level. He vibes on a real level. Right. What he vibes on, and uh, unfortunately, uh, this week that uh, DMX uh, suffered a heart attack. I believe it was uh, from a drug overdose. And yeah. Unfortunately, he uh, he battled for a few days there in a vegetative state, but he passed away on Friday. It just sucks. He was only fifty years old. But uh, no, I mean, anytime I hear you know party up in here like that's that's sh shit's going down when i hear that one like mm -hmm. i was in austin texas on 6th street and i walk into a, a bar and they're playing that and i'm like oh shit it's like i'm in memphis all over again like 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 this is this is my music man like this is my stomping ground hell yeah so no uh it sucks uh but a lot of good like there's some very good like videos coming out on twitter and like just like how wholesome this dude was like he mm -hmm. was like even though he was so hard, and if you listen to his lyrics, he he he's a hard motherfucker. Like he he went by his own rules and all that shit. But you see a lot of these. My my favorite video that I've ever seen of him is uh, when he sings "Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer." I, I saw you post that. He did something on a radio show that one. But then I've been seeing all these other videos come out. It's like when he met one of his idols, he was just like so wholesome and like any time. Like there was a guy like. He saw DMX was like outside of a club talking to some people or something. He he this guy rolls up, starts playing like one of his songs, and then DMX just starts rapping it like right there, there like no question. Mm -hmm. Like it's just it's just really cool that he was like. And granted, a lot of people like he's probably he's done some shitty stuff too, but it just sucks to see. I mean, fifty years ain't old, man. No, it's not. It's it's relatively young. I mean, it's less than twenty years away from both of us, and. Like, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that DMX was, like, a huge impact on me. But the, like, there was a conversation that I had with Peanut, the kidnapper, who's, like, one of one of the people who's connected to Ascension Alliance. He's a really good artist. But he he was talking on his stream. He was just like, bro, these, these dudes doing this heroin. It's, like, it's nine times out of ten. That's what he... He says that most of these rappers are fucking doing. It's like it's it's this fucking heroin because it's so easy for you to fucking OD on that shit. And oh, yeah. he it's he's just like that's it's a downward spiral spiral once you start fucking hitting that shit. And like that was the shit that we we uh, went through with our family. And like my dad OD'd like twice and had to be pulled out of a fucking coma twice. Jesus, it's 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 not a fucking joke. My fucking is that, is that what was confirmed for DMX though? They haven't come out and said that what type of uh, drug that he was doing, but I mean heroin is a very common drug for you to OD on. I mean like cocaine could be another one. You know yeah, you can you can the, OD. That was my first one that I thought of. Usually when I think about like ODing, I'm like yeah you can do cocaine and OD, but heroin is a lot cheaper. It's a lot more common. True. And especially like within the hip hop scene, 
uh, unless you're like completely balling. Like cocaine is a rich person's drug. Heroin is not. And I don't think that DMX was like balling. You know what I you know what I mean? Like Well, even if he had the money, you don't think he would like ball like that. I don't know. I think that I just had like a slight bias to the idea that he was doing heroin. And it sucks. It is confusing sometimes. It was all I could say is just like the the biggest thing and the the thing that like hurts the most is you watch videos of him and his granddaughter. Yeah. On Twitter. And you see yeah. how like absolutely he love in love he was with his family. Like I it it sucks to talk about it, but I have no doubt in my mind that they knew that DMX was not coming out of the coma. And the entire thing yeah. that they were waiting on is for all the kids to come down and say their final goodbyes. Yeah, and uh, good job on the fucking reporting on that one, Internet. Jesus yeah, it was Christ. it was rough. It was really, really rough. For people that don't know, they, they came out, like, the day before he actually passed away, they came out and said, like, he passed away. And then people, like, his, uh, not his lawyer, it might have been his lawyer, like, uh, or his attorney came out and was like, hey, no, he's not dead. Like, you guys got it wrong. Like, it's that whole, like, Will Smith has died, like, eight times on the Internet and all that shit, like... Yeah, I it was people like messing me be like, hey, this person's dead. I'm like, no, they're not like you got trolled. That's from the onion. <laughs> yeah, it's it sucks. All I can say, it's like, yeah, bro, like it, it's it's stupid to think about the fucking Michael J ja Michael Jordan uh, meme where he's just like, stop it. Get some yeah. help. But no, seriously, you should you sh you need to get some fucking help as somebody who has had like drugs all up in. Their family had people die from drugs, people addicted to drugs, still fucking battling that addiction, especially with heroin. Like, fucking, nah, dude, nah. You gotta, you gotta seek some help because you look back at DMX's videos with his family and you can just see, ugh. It hits a little close to home. It, it hits really fucking close to home, dude. It hits really fucking close to home. I see someone in the chat uh, talking about uh, Rip to Our Prince in the UK too. Yes, uh, Prince Philip. Again, that th very little impact here in the United States. Yeah, I mean, did you see him? Did you see him when he got came, when he was coming home for his heart trans from his heart transplant or his heart operation? I mean, I saw he a picture. He looked like a ghoul. <laughs> I mean, he he was ninety nine, dude. That it happens. I know. <laughs> It happens, and it sucks. Like, yeah, rest in peace to him, but I'm like, that one was like, we were expecting that one eventually. We it, weren't so much expecting the DMX one. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of root for people who are, like, on the cups of hitting 100, and I'm just, just like, you could do it. <laughs> you could fucking do it. And then it was like, oh, 99, that sucks. But no, people yeah, were... You got pretty damn close. So. You did get close. They were saying here, it's like, I never understood why he was a prince when he was married to a queen. I actually yeah, know the answer idol. to that. Well, I, I actually know the answer to that. So Prince Philip, I believe, was actually royalty in Greece. And I believe that there was some sort of revolution or some sort of – well, that was his title. But where he came from was, I believe, Greece. And I think you're right. He – I believe that there was some sort of political uprising or revolution or some shit like that where his family was forced out. Like the royalty was forced out and they sought asylum – in the UK and they still, he became a UK citizen. They still like gave him a title, kept his rank or some shit like that. Uh, and he just 
shacked up with Queen Elizabeth, but because he's not royalty within the UK, he remains a prince. The queen is still like the queen regent. She's the one that's in charge. Right. So I believe that that's the way that it works out. And yeah, as as Morgan is talking about in the chat, he did do a lot. He did a lot of like philanthropy and and yeah. other things like that too. I think <laughs> I also didn't know that they were related. So, what do you mean? <laughs> they're like him and Queen Elizabeth are related, like in the same family, like kind of like second cousins or some shit like really? that. Like they're I I didn't go de- like I said I just saw the surface level of it. But there, I mean, it's it's hierarchy, it's monarchy, man. Like it's like all those families are fucking connected somehow. Okay, I don't know that much. I know you about see, how you it... have to see the family trees to see where it all lines okay. up and all that shit. So if you're interested in that, if you want to look at some uh, hierarchy incest, go check that out. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Pornhub fucking uh, category for it. There you go. <laughs> it looks like death. Well, yeah. Why? Mean, why do you know that? <laughs> Look, I'm just here to spread the word. Don't judge me. Is that a is that an Arkansas thing? Is that number one in Arkansas's uh, Pornhub no, list? That's an American thing. <laughs> <laughs> we watch we watch it to make fun of them. That's what we do. That's that's what we do. Okay. Anyway, uh, you can go ahead and go into your week now that I bummed everybody out. Oh, bro, I fucking fucked my back up. I yeah, fucked did. my back up real bad. So this was, I think, on like Thursday. I was. I was looking at sonograms, which, surprise, we're having another baby. Um, Surprise. Yeah. I totally didn't know this already. (laughs) (laughs) So we're having another baby, and I'm looking at the sonogram pictures. Stop having crotch gremlins. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm prepared for this one to be the last one. Okay. You better go get snipped. That's the plan. Like That's like the first thing Tiff said. The first thing. It's like, you are getting fixed. But You're like I'm fine with that. Yeah, it's, it's fucking up. I'm fine with shooting blanks for the rest of my life. But anyway, I'm looking at sonograms. All I do was lean over and the disc just slips out and I damn near fucking collapse. I just like ah like <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much how it worked out. Like almost exactly how it worked out. I mean, I can't make fun of you very much cuz I pulled my back out putting a fork in the dishwasher. So like <laughs> told that story before and i was like laid up on the floor like it was at lunch i mm-hmm. put the fork in the dishwasher i said oh that didn't feel good and then when hallie came home i was in the floor of my office and i couldn't get up <laughs> bro i was on the floor thursday night i think i had slipped off because i i had to get kiki and seth to set up the wii u so i could play some twilight princess hd <laughs> and i <Damn>. i slip <laughs> And I fall on the floor, and I'm already in excruciating pain. This shit's fucking throbbing. And the dog just comes over me. I was like, oh, daddy wants it's to play. play. It's time to play. And the way that she does it's like she's either licking at your face or she's scratching at your fucking face. And that's just a reminder for me to fucking go get her nails clipped because, like, yeah. like scratches all over my fucking oh, body. Yeah. Bleeding. Bosco, is our, our, our beagle's the same way. Luckily, he's outside, dog, though. You have a beagle? Yeah, I told you like You never told me. Yeah, I did. I told on the podcast. Bro, you told me that you have like three cats. You've never talked about your dog. No, this was back when we lived in the apartment. Before we even got the cats. This is before we got Bosco before we had the house. You and have never Bullshit. You have I don't never you. took a picture, posted him in the Discord. I had no idea that you had a dog. 
Yeah, we have a beagle that lives down at uh, Hallie's mom and dad's because that's where he lived. Okay, that doesn't count. That's not your dog. That's Hallie's no. mom and dad's dog. No, it's not because I pay the fucking bills on that dog. That's my dog. So why does I pay the vet bills? I pay all. Well, because before we had the house, we decided like having a beagle in an apartment. We're like, we can't do this. Like, it's not fair to him. It's not fair mm-hmm. to us. So we decided to bring him out here so he could live out in the country. We got him like a shot collar and they got the electric like the fence and all that. And I've been paying on all that shit. And then when we moved here, I was like, well, do we need to bring Bosco down here? And Hallie's like, no, like he lives down there. Like he's used to that area down there. And I was like, all right. So but I pay the vet bills, uh-huh. the checkup bills, all uh-huh. that shit. Do you pay for his food? Yes. You pay, you pay for, for everything. Food. You are like a glorified dog insurance company. That's what well, you are. Hallie's mom, when she's here, she trains him too. So like he's gotten better because I don't want to train a dog. I got no patience for that. I got no fucking patience. I can't. We got we got our one cat Zelda, and I posted a picture of this one in the Discord. She keeps she kept running outside, mm-hmm. and we were like, "What the fuck are you doing? You're gonna die out here." There's like coyotes out here, and so we got her a leash, like a, a harness. Oh leash. yes, that cat is gorgeous. Yeah, uh, you should have saw it when I first. She didn't fall over, but she was like walking like something was on her back, mm-hmm. and like by the third day, she's just like trotting around the. She's just, like. She's getting a little too big for her britches now. So, but no, the other ones. I'm. We tried the other to bring the other ones out, and they were just like, "Fuck this shit!" Like, I want to go back in the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, yeah. Anyway, what were you saying? Your dog was killing you. So my dog was killing me. I was on the floor. I couldn't get up. It's been it's been fucking hell. Cause like when you fuck up your back, especially like when I fuck up my back, like everything goes out of whack. Like. It's hard for me to go up the stairs. I feel like I'm doing more cardio. My heart is like pumping. Everything's Which is fucking not hurts. Good. No, it's not good. It fucking sucks. So, no, it's fucking goddamn hell on earth. Yeah, I went to get ready for the podcast last week. You're like, your back's fucked up. Eddie's got COVID. And I was just like, what the fuck's going on? And I was like, we're just going to take a week off. Yeah, no, it's been terrible. I'm almost back to normal because, like, the second big thing that I've gotten into is I've finally gotten a personal trainer. I don't know if I talked about this the last time that we got together, but I got a personal trainer now. That's good. He's, he's been working with me. We've been doing good. The target is uh, we want to lose 80 pounds by the end of the year, which is very aggressive. But yeah. I think that with – what is this? It's April. I think I could probably get to 60 down. Like, being realistic. I think I can get 60 down. I mean, I got the 50 down in three months, but that's because I completely changed diet and started working out. You've already changed the diet. Like, my diet's, yeah, my diet's been changed. I was, I've, yeah. meat, vegetables, whatever comes out of the ground, I eat it. That's what I usually go for. Shit, outside of that, as far as, like, playing games, if it hasn't been Guilty Gear, because I've been working with the, the fucking video, uh, I yeah. did play a little bit of a PlayStation 3 game called Front Mission Evolved. Uh, if you've ever heard of the Front Mission series, the Front Mission series was originally a tactical RPG IP for the Super Nintendo and PlayStation. I do remember the Front Shut Mission. Shut the fuck up, oh, chat. I... Shut the fuck up, chat. Well, I, I have it. <laughs> I have it now because I scanned all your fucking games into my Retro Freak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you've ever played like um, a lot of the old school tactical rpgs front mission i don't think came to the united states until front mission 3 for the playstation but this is not that this is a third person shooter but it's like super (laughs) linear so the the, you're in your mech 
and you have you can outfit your your limbs to do different things so like you can have a big old hammer you can have a giant fist or a sword or some shit like that and then you can have like your machine gun or shotgun and then on the shoulders you get your your targeting systems like your missiles and rockets and torpedoes and shit and i'm like okay that's that's neat and you can like decorate and put different patterns on your mech and i'm like okay that's pretty dope but the game is literally go down a hallway kill all enemies just over and over and over and over again so it's it's very boring like they'll she be you like say it's linear you're literal um i'm being very down. very serious <laughs> it is literally just a fucking hallway simulator like that's all it is. Like there's well, other you in hallway simulators and fetch glorified fetch quests and all this other shit. Don't put that on me. It's not me. It's definitely not just me. No, that's what you said about that one Game Boy game you did a review on. Oh, you're talking about Dragonborn. Yeah, that game's bad. You're just getting shitty games all the time. That game's bad. I mean, like I own them. Like I like willingly bought that game. Game's trash. But I mean, like front mission on uh, front mission. I keep on saying front mission online. Front mission evolved is is okay. The voice acting is uh, apparently the storyline is like you're in you're on Long Island, which I thought was cool as shit because that's like my hometown. So you're on Long Island and you're working with I believe the Marines, but it's not like the U.S. Marines because if you oh, follow okay. front mission lore, all the entire world is like split up into three different like groupings so you have china houses you have europe i think under control of russia and then you have the united states and they're just constantly going to fucking war with each other and the game opens up and like the chinese comes in with their mechs and they just start blowing up this giant fucking tower that's going into space Okay. Yeah, 911 I'm loving vibes. everything I'm hearing so far. It, it's it's oh. stupid. It's absolutely fucking dumb. And I mean like it's it's dumb, boring fun. I guess you could say like it was entertaining for what it was. But then after after a while I just got you know bored, tired. That's just keep on saying the same thing. It's boring. Uh and I yeah. jumped onto like some fucking vagrant story so I can show Seth what a real RPG is. Shh. I have to ask you and mm-hmm. I always get it confused. Which one's supposed to be the dirty one? Is it Long Island or Staten Island? Staten Island. Okay, Staten Island. I mean, Long Island is not much better. It's Long Island's just okay. bigger, <laughs> but Staten Island is one of the five boroughs. So, but oh, that's right. Staten Island is like looks and feels a lot more like um, Jersey. Like they're just bred. Yeah. They're just bred differently from the rest of the five boroughs or the rest of the other boroughs, and then you have Long Island, which we all talk fucking funny and shit like that, and everyone does smack, and it's like the South of New York, <laughs> kinda. I mean, Long Island has the only Ku Klux Klan lodge in the Long North. Island I think. Will rise again. <laughs> they're trying to make Long Island its own fucking state. And that's yeah, because it's the South, man. <laughs> and that's because like Long Island is like you look at New York and a lot of a lot of New York is actually like red Republican and all of Long Island is red. Like oh, all, all of, it. of it. Right? They get rid of the blue if it shows up. <laughs> no, I don't think it would make that much of an impact, but with the way that they're thinking about they're they're trying to petition it is that if you separate Long Island from the rest of New York, it would give more electoral college votes to the Republicans. Like it might make a difference, but it's never yeah, going to right. happen. 
It's not. They would they would have to like there was there would be so much fucking paperwork that would be involved. And I don't think that they had the population to really justify uh, making themselves another state. Although that said, they're larger than Rhode Island, so I don't know what to tell you. Well, there you go. What about Short Island? I hate you. Yeah, <laughs> garbage. This chat chat's garbage tonight. So. <laughs> anyway, is that it for your week? That's man? really it. I've been broken. Right. Well, I'm the only one that wasn't broken, and I was doing shit nonstop. So. I'm ready for it. Put it in my face. Oh, I got to know you more before I do that. So speaking of drug addiction and all this shit, I have, and I've titled this in my docket, uh, my Sunday morning meth head story. Excuse me? (laughs) So I wake up. So this was last Sunday. We didn't record last Sunday. Uh, I woke up, I don't know, like nine o'clock. I had, it was really nice. So we had, we slept with the windows open. So the windows were open and everything. Okay. So I'm doing dishes. Got laundry going because that's what I usually do when I wake up in the morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm listening to music and I hear help. And I went, What the fuck? I looked around. I thought I looked for Hallie first. I, I looked in the bedroom and I was like, No, she's asleep. And I, I look out the front window of my kitchen and there's this large, bald man running across my front yard to my front door. And there's another guy. At his, because it's the guy across the street, and there's a guy on his front porch, and he's like, "Fine, if you're gonna act like that, I'm just gonna get out of here." So he gets in his little hatchback and speeds away. And this guy's still coming up to my door. Help! I immediately go to the bathroom and act like I'm not home. So <laughs> I have lived in the city long enough to not deal with that shit. So, and I was like, I don't want to talk to the cops. Like, I I wake it, I wake it, bake. I can't talk to the cops right now. Like, I just can't do it. And then sure enough, a sheriff shows up and he's over there for 30 minutes talking with this guy. And I was just like, I told my wife, she goes, what the hell? She goes, we got to lock the doors now. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because I noticed who the guy on his front porch was. There was a guy that came to my door a couple weeks ago. And I was like, this was in the middle of the day. I was on a meeting for work. I had my phone with me. And I answered the door. I was like, can I help you? And he's like, yeah, I was just, you know, I've, I've we've been getting some complaints about our dogs and all this other stuff. And I'm just trying to figure out who was doing the complaint so I could, you know, have a chat with them and all that stuff. And then he hears he hears my phone. He goes, oh, are, are there people in there? I was like, I'm on a meeting right now. He goes, oh, you can come out of your house. It's OK. I said, you don't tell me to come out of my house. And I, like, finally, I just like I looked at him. I was like, dude, it's time for you to leave. Like, you need to get off my property. Like, this dude was a, I know a meth head when I see one, and this dude was a meth head to the nth degree. So, I'm going to buy a gun. So, <laughs> yeah. Dude, I was just like, what the? Because I was like, because that first one, I was like, all right, whatever. There's weird people that come out here all the time. I've had old people be like, have you heard God? And I'm like, no. And I shut the door. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh,. <laughs> This one, and then that is help, and I was like, I immediately was like, I'm not dealing with this. I went to, I walked to the bathroom, just sat on the toilet, not the toilet, like the lid wasn't up, my pants weren't down. I was just sitting on the toilet, waiting for this man to stop yelling help. So, <laughs> but no, I thought that was a pretty good story for a Sunday morning fucking mess. And like they were both dressed nice. I was like, ah, they're getting ready to go to church, but uh, apparently there was some altercation on the front porch. So. <laughs> I don't if know you're gonna be happened. like that, I'm gonna get out of here. Yeah. I was mean, that the neighbor or was that the other meth head? 
That that was the guy that was that wasn't the guy running towards me. That was the guy that was on his front porch that he was running from. And he said, "Fine, if you're gonna act like that, I'm just gonna get out of here." And he's like, and I was like, "I don't know what's going on." Do you talk to these neighbors? No, I don't talk to any of my neighbors except for Shorty because he owns most of the land around here. So I talk to him because he mows my lawn sometimes. So that's why I talk to him. Okay. We just had new neighbors move in next door. I have uh, last month. I haven't talked to them. I hate their fucking wiener dog that they caged up in the backyard, but I haven't talked to them. I don't talk to my neighbors. All right, then. My wife was like, should we make something? Should we go introduce ourselves? I'm like, no. <laughs> we only introduce ourselves if we're mandatory, like if we're on a list or something. We don't do that like if, uh, normally. She's like, well, we do. I was like, you you can. I'm not. I don't go over there. I don't meet my neighbors. Okay. that's That's interesting. Not that I'm against it like, or for it, whatever. Like, I'm thinking, I'm remembering how your house is. Mm-hmm. My nearest neighbor is two of your neighbors away. Okay, so there's some distance. So there's, like, two houses in between, like, either side of me. Like, I, like this side is the closest. That one over there, I have to go through a field to get to the next neighbor. It, I live in the fucking boonies. It's, like, the exact opposite. I remember reading... Uh, Sailor Corellia's story on Twitter where oh, apparently yeah. her her next door neighbor and then the guy across the street she's got she's got like this this uh this younger guy like metalhead whatever fucking beauty fucking neighbors fucking like he does like car work in the alley and then she's got like this old crotchety old man that fucking he's like 80 he's 80 years old blaring what was it it was it was like okay, so danger was zone his, his... He so the neighbor that works on the cars is a younger person. He was like working out and blasting metal music. Yeah. So the other guy was like, "Fuck this shit! I'm gonna blast some Tom Petty." There you go. It was Tom fucking Petty. Yeah. And then she said there was like a Slipknot song playing at the same time the Tom Petty song was, and it actually sounded pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking dumb. <laughs> I miss having I miss like living in a city like that. Like I loved like I, I thrived in a city. But out here it's just like I don't talk to people if I unless I have to. I'd be afraid to live in the live in the fucking country. Cause like your neighbors are too far away for them to give a shit about you. And that's kinda like the thing with my neighbors. Like I live between like two old people and then the guy across the street, I can't fucking talk to him because his personality is I hunt ducks. How am I supposed to fucking talk to that man? <laughs> I hunt ducks. Oh, that's that's I cool, dude. Ducks, and then I shoot them. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, I've got this bloodhound, gorgeous fucking dog. Like he's barely yeah. a year old, gorgeous fucking dog. He's just like, this is my do- duck hunting dog. He hunts ducks. He finds the ducks. <laughs> All right, man. That's that's All neat. Right. That's neat. Nah, bro. It's. Like I got, he's fucking up. He needs to have that dog up off the ground. Cause like out in the country, I had an uncle that has his beagles up off of the ground. So like mm-hmm. they don't fuck with their smell and shit. Sure. Cause he wants them to be really good when they're hunting and shit like that. I this mean, guy just, this guy just likes to fucking hunt ducks. Apparently he, just, he, he loves just, the stereotype. He just hunts ducks, bro. I don't know what to tell you. Like their entire family. What does he do when duck season's over? I watch fucking, what's that? The, <laughs> Duck Commander, Duck whatever. Dynasty. Duck Dynasty. That's the only thing I could think of. <laughs> I don't know. Like maybe he switches over that show that and and hunts maybe deer. That, maybe 
That show has very little duck hunting. I remember, like, my parents... Were no, like, you're watching it. old white people bitch. That's what yeah, Duck Dynasty... Yeah, old racist white people bitch is what it is. I don't know. And everyone's surprised when they find out they're racist. <laughs> like, all right, come on, man. Like, let's not be fucking children about this, all right? Like, come on. It's the South. What do you expect? Yeah, like, it's here. There's a lot of racism down here, so... <laughs> No, there's, I have that. I got Greg next to me. All like, whenever I see them, he's either bitching about his job, his corporate job out in fucking DC, which I can relate to him because I used to have to work in DC. And the other half of it is like, man, I can't wait for Halloween to get all these fucking decorations up. And I'm just like, sir, it's April. (laughs) See, you got some weird ass neighbors, man. I mean, they're nice, I guess. I guess they're nice. No, they got skeletons, bro. Maybe. But I know yeah, that he's got does. fucking three dogs in a shit ton, like literal skeletons in his closet because he does a fucking uh, haunted house every year. So, yeah, <laughs> sure. You're probably right. Meanwhile, I got Andy next to me, and Andy is perpetually Andy. angry, perpetually angry, always working on his yard, and loves dogs. And that's how I know that I can trust Andy because he likes dogs. That's about yeah. it. He's got a Mustang too. I like too. cats more than I like dogs, but at least I do like dogs. I've met a couple people that are like, fuck dogs. I'm like, I don't think I really want to talk to you anymore. Nope. Like, if you don't like dogs, there's something wrong with you, bro. I know a lot of people that are like, fuck cats. I'm like, yeah, cats are assholes. Like, it takes an acquired <laughs> taste to like cats. Like, that's just how it is. Exactly. But, like, all dogs are happy and friendly, but. Exactly. Anyway, that's my meth story of the week. Uh, there'll probably be more next week. Don't Neat. worry about I, it. I'm excited. Uh, I play – I got my first impressions of Subverse. So did I. Yes. That's the thing I forgot to talk about. There <laughs> yeah, you go. Okay. We, we tried uh, out Subverse. Subverse is really fun. I'm liking it. Like, it's got a very, very – like, the ship stuff. The ship stuff feels really cool. Like, I like playing as the ship stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised how much of the gameplay I actually enjoyed of that. Don't get me wrong. It's still, well, like... they give you a lot of gameplay, and then they, they reward you with the little bit of the good shit. Right. So, like, the, the little bit that I did to get a chance to play it, because my mother was here for, like, three, four times in the last two when weeks. When has that ever stopped you from doing anything you wanted to do? <laughs> I don't need the conversation of why is there red demon titties on your screen, Chris? Like, normal porn, that's fine. But once you start throwing tentacles in there, she's going to look at me weird. Uh, and I just don't need that type of stress in my life right that's now. That's bigotry, and we don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, the the way that the shifts control, I like, don't get me wrong. It's like a $20 game at best. You're, play, you're paying for a little bit of porn and, like, a yeah. RPG light ship shooter thing, you know? And some and and you're paying for dialogue is what you're paying for. That like, dialogue is fucking awful. It, yeah, it's pretty bad. Some of it made me chuckle here or there, but then other ones I'm just like, oh, okay. oh my god, could have voiced this for sure. <laughs> I did not know that this was the level that they needed. We would have been perfect for this. One hundred percent. One hundred fucking percent. Yeah. I, I I played so I I played the spaceship part mm-hmm. and I played the XCOM part. Yes, the XCOM part wasn't all that bad. I was like, it's not. That's fine. That takes a lot of tactical shit, which I'm good at. I, like, it's not as in depth as XCOM, but it was still like fairly decent. 
I enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, it's just a big grid. It's not like you're running behind cover. Like, there is cover, but you're not, like, running around a huge fucking map and all that. It's a very grid-like, These is, this is the only block you can move in. Mm-hmm. But it's it's interesting. Uh, of the models I've seen so far, I like them. They're not bad. I like the game. They're not bad. I mean, I mean, granted, I want like one of the first models I wanted to see was the fucking professor, and that's like the second person you have an interaction with. No. And also, can we say that the main character is not Star Lord, but is Star Lord? He is one hundred percent Star Lord. The only thing that I hate about Star that about fucking Subverse Star Lord is the panties that are on his head. I'm just like, get those fucking things off. Get them the fuck off. No, that's he's supposed to be. It's a porn game, Chris. Yeah, I, I understand that. That it's a porn. I game. get it. I get it. I get it. You, you want to know some? Like, I thought I was going to get more porn with my porn game, but I'm getting more RPG elements from my porn. So game. that's the thing. That's the thing in my brain is like, I see what they're doing. They're making you play the game and play the game well to get the upgrade points to unlock all of the scenes. Yes. And I'm like, okay, I can understand that, which would warrant a full playthrough. Yes. So that you can always have that stuff there to just be like, I need to go play this game. And the like, game's like, the, the, we only got like a small portion of that game. There's apparently going to be more shit coming out for it. Yeah, it's just a demo. Kind of? Ish. Kind of? Or is it the base game? It's early access. Stuff coming out? Okay, it's early access. It's early access. I like the villain chick. The, uh, I don't, what's her name? Some, the badass super edgelord chick. That's in charge of the fleet that I don't want to say any spoilers or anything like that, but her name starts with a B. I can't remember what it is. I don't recall it either. She anyway, we can talk. We'll have regular updates on this game. Don't worry. (laughs) 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 But yeah, I played. It was like the other night. I'm I mean, I needed to go to bed, but I just couldn't. So I was like, I'll fire this up. And I was like, oh, okay, this is a good game. But no, what it is, is like you get points for doing certain missions and doing those missions well, you'll get more points and you use those points to unlock the fun scenes. Right. What I'm going to call them. Right. And then you can actually, you can actually like do a very loose, like movie editor by like putting all the scenes together and you can play them like how you want and all that stuff. Which is, which is pretty fucking ones with, uh, there's a few weird ones with the scientist chick. Uh, I wasn't ready for a couple of them. She's, she's my least favorite one. Cause I, I'm, I don't, I don't do blondes uh, or white. I mean, I married a blonde. I married a big booby blonde. <laughs> like that's what I married. Like <laughs> nah, the the demon. But no, there's some other characters that I've seen that I'm excited for. Yes. So I just need to play the game. Uh, if you guys are wanting to look this game up, uh, it's our name minus a C. It's Subverse. That's all. Oh no, CR. CR. My bad. CR. Yeah, yeah, CR. But no, I like Subverse. Who'd have thought I'd like a porn game? So. <laughs> This is not a porn game, but it's been a game that I've been playing a lot of, and a lot of our friends have been playing them. I've got my impressions of Monster Hunter Rise so far. I love the game. Okay. The game's great. I was asking chat the other night, and I said, chat, is this is this game just easy, or am I Going a crazy. Monster Hunter elitist? And the, the chat told me, like, no, it's easy. It's easier than Iceborne. It's easy like base Monster Hunter World was easy. Okay. So it was a little bit easier. This one's easier. Granted, I just now got to like end game stuff. So it's starting to get a little bit harder. I will tell you right now, the Rathalos fight completely been revamped. Someone at Capcom got pissed off that Rathalos wasn't like a badass motherfucker anymore. 
He was very predictable, kill him very easily, all this other stuff. Rathalos is a motherfucking bitch in this one. Like, a bitch in a good way. Like, he's got new moves. He's like, he is the wall. Him and uh, Anjanath are the two walls in this game. The skill check? Because a lot of the times... Yeah, you get all the way up to like monster or hunter rank six, and you're like, this is pretty easy. We've been clearing this. Like, I might have carded here or there and all that. And then Rathalos fucking triple cart your ass. Like, if you're not ready for it, he boom, 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 boom. Like, it'll be fucking over. Like, Rathalos is no fucking joke. So I don't want to hear anything from Zombie Hunter because Zombie Hunter literally plays the fucking tank weapon. Like, he doesn't get to say shit. Like. The thing is, it used to be the tank weapon, but didn't have optimal damage output mm-hmm. in Rise. They said, nah, give that baby as much attack as it has defense. It's just dumb. No shitting on the Gunlance, because the Gunlance looks fucking dope. Is that what he runs? Not be able to... Is he running Gunlance? He's running Gunlance, yeah. Okay. I'm running Hunting Horn, and I just found a set today where it literally, anytime you swing your Hunting Horn, uh, it just heals everybody. Like, for a considerable amount. It's like taking one of the Mega Potions and taking the time to drink it, but you just did an attack and it did it. Like, you don't have to do the drinking animation or anything. It's just like, boop, you're healed. Boop, you're healed. So, that's my goal, to build that set. So <laughs> Very and well. it has stupid, stupid crazy damage output. Not the highest damage output, but it's got considerable damage output for a weapon that, like, gives you heals you constantly and gives you high grade earplugs which means when a monster roars it won't stagger you so basically when they roar you're just like oh free free hit time so you just go in and wail on is is when you're swinging the hunting horn with that a bit with that build is that healing everybody or just you it heals everybody that's stupid now you can have some skills that increase your healing done so let's say if you're doing the healing it'll probably heal everybody like a potion but it heals you like a mega potion. So it heals you a little bit more if you have that skill activated. What is this cult that you have in chat right now with Snowboard Kids what? 2? I don't know. I like Snowboard Kids 2. It's just playing behind me. Like <laughs> No, but it's like the it's third like me time. It's like Corellia. That's it. They're growing. I'm telling you, Scotty, they're growing. It's fucking getting out of your hand. I'm telling you, maybe you should guys should fucking take my advice sometime and play some good games. I couldn't figure out one of my answers to Scotty's question. And I just figured it out. So thank you for that. You're welcome. So- <laughs> You're welcome. But no, Monster Hunter Rise is great. The d- first DLC is slated for this month. We're going to be getting the Elder Dragon Camellios, which is a poison Elder Dragon that goes invisible. So that one's fun. It wasn't in world. And we're also getting a bunch of, I've been told, I thought it was just Camellios, but we'll be getting a bunch of new monsters, like probably re- some returning monsters and some new monsters with the update. So I'm excited to see it. But Monster Hunter Rise is great. Apex Rathalos, yeah. So I'm I'm excited for those. Gross. Uh, the, the other thing I wanted to bring up, because uh, I was particularly proud of it. Again, for audio listeners, if you would like to see this, make sure to join our Discord or go check out my Twitter, because I think I put it on my Twitter. I made a Mario-themed cake. Yes. Class. Yes. So, I... uh, all, of that, all of that's homemade. Except for the topper. The topper is the topper that's behind me. It's just a little light-up uh, thing you can get from GameStop. Hey, look at Eddie's but... face. How come Eddie gets, like, a respectable picture and I get the stupid I gif? Enough, I didn't have enough time to make a gif, all right? So... <laughs> hey, you. You make a gif and I'll use it. <laughs> How about that? You're still going to pick the other one. Don't eat that mushroom. 
I'm gonna uh, eat it. But no, besides that, basically for audio listeners, it's a like a red fondant cake with uh some Mario stars that I made out of fondant on top on the sides of it, and I put the eyes on it, and then on top of it sits the Mario mushroom that lights up, and everyone loved it because it makes the power up noise when you That's get a mushroom. That's awesome. So you hit it, and it goes all that, and. My professor was very happy with it. Uh, this fucking cake, like I said, everything was handmade, and I thought we were just gonna make like a simple buttercream, which is just like you whip together fucking butter and powdered sugar, and that's it. No, we made fucking French like mousseline buttercream, which takes like two cooking methods of like incorporating hot liquid sugar and all this other shit. And the weird thing is, when I tasted it, when you first taste it, it tasted like nothing but butter. And you're like, ew, because I don't like the taste of butter like that. But then right after that, it's completely sweet and tastes like buttercream. And I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, <laughs> like I was freaking out. But no, the cake did great. I sold the cake before I was done decorating it. So <laughs> You sold it? Yeah. So the girl that usually comes and takes pictures uh, while we're working because she puts them in the news article and all that other stuff. And she was like, can I buy that cake? for my cousin she was like i just got custody of my cousin we're doing a welcome home party for him and i want to buy this cake and i was like fuck yeah like 20 bucks that's like, dope I sold it for 20 bucks and then like i i felt bad she's like she sent me the 20 bucks and i was like all of this was the school's ingredients so what i'm gonna do is i'm just gonna give the 20 bucks to my teacher and be like here put it towards something like i used your stuff i just wanted the good grade so but no my t- professor said now the next goal is to make the mario mushroom on top edible as well i mean couldn't you just Which, use rice crispy for that you could you can use rice crispy or you could just make two dome cakes and then you can like shave them how you want to and then put them together okay and all that so i don't know if i ever do it again like this i just thought of this like the day of she's like you have a week to think of a cake and i was like uh i'm taking this mario thing <laughs> and i just went to school with it so, but no, the hardest part was that's homemade fondant as well, which is made out of marshmallows and sugar and all that other stuff. And it was white. So I had to make it red. That shit takes a long time because I had like up until this point, it was all just super pink is what it was. And then finally, after like an hour of like having an arm workout, I finally got the red that I wanted. So nice. Anyway, if you're in my area and you want a cake made, hit me up. So <laughs> no, I am incredibly envious of your skills, man. Like I wish I could uh, do. Yeah, the boxer was like, "Man, you're a professional." I was like, "No, the fuck I ain't." But you're, we're getting there. You're getting close, so, man. You're getting very close. We're getting there. Uh, the next thing I wanted to show off, and uh, I'm gonna pop back over to this was I don't know if you guys saw on I posted something on Twitter or I retweeted something on Twitter a couple of weeks ago, probably months ago, about an artist named Jonathan Young was said, yes. uh, "Hey." I've got an album coming out, and if any streamers want to hit me up, I'll give you a copy of it for free, and it's DMCA free. Like, you're going to be good. And I was like, okay, I'll listen to the music. Maybe it's just, like, stock music or something like that. No, this music's fucking great. This is, like, a he's, like, a metal band mixed with, like, the NSP kind of humor a little bit, but it's, like, more metal music and shit like that. And uh, I got their out. Al- so he gave me the album for free. The album's called Starship Velociraptor. And I liked this album so much that I fucking bought the album, like physical album. And it, I mean, it's pretty basic, but like that's some sick artwork. Yeah, I don't know who did this art, but you guys should go check out Jonathan Young's uh, uh, Starship Velociraptor. I'm trying to get it. I got filters and shit going on, but the it looks really, really good. 
And the music's great. I like about... I instantly liked about three-fourths of the album, and then the other fourth kind of had to grow on me a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I played it at the beginning of the stream, if anyone was listening. So, you got a pit. My two favorite songs are Best Band in the Universe and uh, a, a song called Storm the Castle. That one's really good as well. And what's cool is on the Best Band in the Universe, Ninja Brian from Ninja Sex Party actually makes an appearance on it. And uh, you should just listen to the song because it's really, really funny. So... Scotty said an ill bleed cake. I just make the bat. You're not genie. <laughs> Dude, that would actually be pretty easy. You just make a really tall fucking cake and then you shave it down in the shape of a bat. I, like, that's all you do. I would actually think like instead of that, do the actual like ghost face. The ghost face. The the one that's saying you not genie. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, okay, you make okay. The bat, and you can carve the face and all that stuff out of it as well. So we need to have and that then, like, done. The base could be a regular cake, and just like make it say "ill bleed" on we it. We need to have that is. done by the next. Uh, oh, is that what it is? Dreamless Dreamcast Marathon. Are we renting out some fucking kitchen space for me to cook all this shit? Yeah, because you definitely can't do it in Scotty's place. We need to find a. <laughs> yeah, we gotta find. We gotta rent out some industrial place, but no, like. Uh, Cake shit's easy, uh, unless you're trying to do, like, fancy buttercream and shit like that. That took the longest. I'm pretty sure that buttercream took me an hour and a fucking half, which was stupid. But, no, the the only thing I regret is I didn't get to taste it. So, hopefully it tasted good. So, we'll see next week. when Tasted awful. That kid choked on it. She just got custody of the child, and he's dead. She, she likes Sonic. And I got it. And she's like, I messed up. I thought she liked Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, but yeah, the Starship Velociraptor is really good fucking album. You got, I believe it's on Spotify and all that stuff. Uh, you can check it out on Spotify, iTunes, all that. Just sure. Look for Jonathan Young. So it's really good. You guys should listen to it. And then the last thing I want to have an update on is I hit 500 followers on my channel. Hey-o. Even though don't go to my channel right now because it says it's under 500 because fuck bots. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I have a screenshot of when it said 501. So that's all that fucking matters. We hit it. Yep. So. Next Saturday, as long as I'm not dying from my second COVID shot, that Saturday at noon will be a 12-hour Mega Man X marathon. The second shot sucks. I am warning you. I know. I'm getting it on Thursday afternoon. I've taken PTO on Thursday afternoon and Friday, just in case. So hopefully Saturday by noon, I'll be good. So we'll see. Because the first one, I mean, I told you, the first one made me super tired, and I got nauseous for like, six hours mm-hmm. but i don't know we'll see how this next one goes i don't know but yeah but we're gonna be giving away i've got two Mega Man x busters to give away i have two copies of Mega Man, the Mega Man x uh collection both of them i got the ps4 version so it's actual discs instead of download codes good and uh i was thinking about getting something else but i think that's good enough i gotta ship shipping those uh fucking busters, busters are gonna be isn't gonna be cheap so rough and it didn't dawn on me that i should have kept the boxes they came in so that I could just ship, ship them in those boxes. So now I gotta go find a box to put it in as well. So, but no, that's all I got for my. That's all I got for my week. So good shit. I forgot to tell everybody too, because uh, this happened. I forgot that we didn't do a podcast last week, but uh, I wanted to show off. I'm on. This is gonna go with one of the questions that Scotty has for this week, but I'm on a fucking VHS kick right now, because I just happened to get a full stack of Dragon Ball Z, Pokemon. And some other, like, the Ronald McDonald fucking VHSs for free. Like, I just got them for free. 
And then because I got these, it started making me go down the path of, oh, I remember those Nintendo Power VHS uh, VHSs that they would send out because I got the Donkey Kong one when I was a kid. Apparently, there's a Donkey Kong one, a Diddy Kong Racing, a Star Fox 64 one. There's just like a general N64 promotional VHS tape that has a bunch of different games on it. Uh-huh. Like There's like six or seven really cool tapes. And I'm probably going to buy those off of eBay. So, <laughs> so like, those are cool. But the intention is to convert them to digital, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can buy, like, a converter and do that. But also, I just like having them, too. VHSs are, like, a format nobody wants, wants anymore. And I like, I like having those VHSs. They're just cool to me. Okay. This is, like, the one time, like, one of the few times you and I are going to be, like divided oh, yeah? yeah like i don't see a fucking point with vhs no way so the thing is a lot of it is too there's a lot of shit that got missed there's a lot of stuff like old like b movies and shit that didn't get dvd releases or there's i mean we could look at star wars for an example there were so many fucked up crazy releases and one some of the best releases were like the original vhs copies are like the most true releases for a while i think they've released some actual you know good quality high resolutions of those uh vhs's but okay i don't know i i also really appreciate the art like on some of those like i it was i was looking through a lot of these uh movies that uh my wife's cousin had and even just like the land before time or the flintstones movie the flintstones movie is a live action movie but the art on the front was painted by somebody like it looks really really good a lot of that shit just gets missed Look, I know I'm going to be on a weird hill here. Like, Scotty's in the process of collecting demo discs now for, like, specifically Saturn's or the Saturn ones. So, like, we're both in the same boat of, like, collecting weird shit right now. Okay, yes, but that makes a little bit more sense, but it's fine. I don't judge you too hard. It's okay. Okay. And then uh, what was the other thing? I wanted to bring up something else, but I completely forgot what it was. Uh, Scotty had a question in the chat for me real quick uh, before it gets lost. He said, did you know that Mega Ran has a record day release? And I did not know that. I'll have to check that out. I wonder which album it was for that because I like Mega Ran's music. He's a good guy. But all right, we're going to switch on over to the news because we got a yes, lot of fucking there, news to go through. There's a significant we amount. We didn't even of, get it all. Yeah, there's, there's a bunch of bullshit going on. Okay, so. So. Here we go. Number one, Sony is obsessed with blockbusters. Sony Corp's Visual Arts Service Group has long been the unsung hero of many hit PlayStation video games. The San Diego-based operation helps finish off games designed at other Sony-owned studios with animation, art, or other content and development. But about three years ago, a handful of a handful of influential figures within the visual arts service group decided that they wanted to have more creative control and lead game direction rather than being the supporting actors of popular titles such as Spider-Man and Uncharted. Michael Mumbauer, who took over the direction of Visual Arts Service Group in 2007, recruited a group of about 30 developers internally and from neighboring game studios to form a new development studio within Sony. The idea was to expand on some of the company's most successful franchises, and the team began working on a remake of the 2013 hit The Last of Us for the PlayStation 5. But Sony never fully acknowledged the team's existence or gave them funding and support needed to uh, to succeed in the highly competitive video game market, according to the people that were involved. 
The studio never even got its own name. Instead, Sony moved ownership of The Last of Us remake to its original creator, Naughty Dog, a Sony-owned studio behind many of the company's best-selling games and an HBO television series that is currently in development. Deflated, the group's leadership largely disbanded, according to interviews with eight people familiar with the operation. Many, including Mumbauer, have left the company entirely. Mumbauer declined to comment and others asked not to be named discussing private information. A representative for Sony declined to comment on or provide interviews as well. The team's failure highlights the complex hierarchy in video game development and, in particular, Sony's conservative approach to making games for the PlayStation 5. The Japanese conglomerate owns about a dozen studios across the world as part of its PlayStation Studios label, but in recent years it has prioritized games made by its most successful developers. Studios such as Santa Monica, California-based Naughty Dog, and Amsterdam-based Guerrilla Games spent tens of millions of dollars to make games with the, ex with the expectation that investments will pay off exponentially. And they usually do. Hits including 2018's God of War and 2020's The Last of Us Part II are exclusive to PlayStation consoles, helping Sony sell some 114 million units, 114 million units of the PlayStation 4. The rival Microsoft uh, Corporation has taken the opposite approach, relying on a wide array of studios to feed its Netflix-like subscription service, Xbox Game Pass, which allows users to pay a monthly fee for unlimited access to a variety of games. Sony's focus on exclusive blockbusters has come at the expense of niche teams and studios within PlayStation's organization, leading to a high turnover and less choice for players. Last week, Sony reorganized a development office in Japan, resulting in mass departures of people who worked on less well-known but acclaimed games such as Gravity Rush and Everybody's Golf. The company has informed developers that they, it, it no longer wants to produce smaller games that are only successful in Japan, as per Bloomberg reports. The fixation on teams that churn out hits to create is creating unrest at Sony's portfolio in game studios. Oregon-based Sony Blend, best known for the 2019 open-world action game Days Gone, tried unsuccessfully to pitch a sequel that year, according to people familiar with the proposal. Although the first game had been profitable, the development had been so lengthy and the critical reception was mixed, so a Days Gone 2 wasn't seen as a viable option. Instead, one team at the studio was assigned to help Naughty Dog with a multiplayer game, while a second group was assigned to work on a new Uncharted game with the supervision of Naughty Dog. Some staff, including top leads, were unhappy with this arrangement and left. Ben's developers feared that they might be absorbed into Naughty Dog and the studio absorbed into Naughty Dog and the studio's leadership asked to be taken off the, the Uncharted project. They got their wish last month and are now working on a new game of their own that will be part of a brand new franchise. Emphasizing big hits can also be counterproductive because sometimes games that start small can turn into massive success. In 2020, Sony didn't put much marketing muscle behind the quirky game creation system Dreams by the PlayStation-owned Media Molecule in the UK, and as a result, PlayStation may have missed out on its own version of Roblox, a similar video game tool. Parent company Roblox Corporation went public earlier this year and is now valued at $45 billion. Jesus. For the first solo project, Mumbauer and his crew wanted to pitch something that would be well-received by their bosses at Sony. Recognizing the risks and expense 
involved at developing a new game from scratch, they decided to focus on remaking older games for the PlayStation 5. Remakes are considered a safe bet because it's cheaper to update and polish an older game than, start, than it is to start from scratch, and they can be sold both to nostalgic old fans and curious new ones. The team originally planned to make a remake of the first Uncharted games released by Naughty Dog in 2007. That idea quickly fizzled out because it would be too expensive and require too much added design work. Instead, the team settled to make a remake of Naughty Dog's 2013 melancholic zombie hit, The Last of Us. At the time, Naughty Dog was in the thick of development on its sequel, The Last of Us Part II, which would introduce higher fidelity graphics and a new gameplay feature. If Mumbauer's crew remade the first game to have a similar look and feel, the two games could be packaged together for the PlayStation 5. In theory, this would be less expensive proposition than remaking Uncharted, since The Last of Us was more modern and wouldn't require too many gameplay overhauls. Then, once Mumbauer's group had established itself, it can go on to remake the first Uncharted game and other titles down the road. But pivoting from doing finishing, uh, but pivoting from doing finishing work from other games to make uh, making it your own is difficult, since the original development teams are competing against hundreds of other teams from around the world with varying levels of experience and successes. As per David Lang, founder of Iron Galaxy Studios, who has served as a support team and development studio. The, to quote, the people funding the work are often risk adverse, and if they have to pick between a team that's done it before and someone that's trying to do their own thing for the first time, I can see why some people would pick the prior developer over the latter. And that's exactly what Sony did. Mumbauer's project, codenamed T1X, was approved on a probationary basis, but Sony kept the team's existence in secret and refused to give them a budget to hire more people, leading many to wonder why, wonder if the company was really committed to letting the team build a new studio. Still, the small team kept working, and by the spring of 2019, they had completed a section of the game designed to showcase how the rest of the world would look and feel. At that time, Sony was going through a management shuffle, and the new bosses was not impressed. Herman Hulst, former head of Guerrilla Games, was named the head of PlayStation's Worldwide Studios in November 2019. He thought that the remake project was too expensive, and according to people familiar with the matter, he asked why the planned budget for T1X was so much higher than remakes Sony had made in the past. The reason uh, was that this one was a brand new graphical engine for the PlayStation 5, and Mumbauer needed to hire more people to help rework the graphics on new technology as well as redesign gameplay mechanics. Hulst was not convinced. Just when they hoped to enter production on the remake for The Last of Us, Mumbauer's team got called when they got told that they were going to help out with another big game. The release of The Last of Us Part 2 had been pushed to 2020 from 2019, and Naughty Dog needed the visual arts service group to polish it off. Most of Mumbauer's team, along with some of the 200 or other staff at the Visual Arts Service Group, were assigned to supporting Naughty Dog's slowing down the process of the game. Then, the roles got reversed. Sony sent word that the completion of The Last of Us Part Two, and some people from Naughty Dog would help out with T1X. Mumbauer's team saw this as a short-lived autonomy being stripped. Dozens of Naughty Dog staff were joined to the project, and some had actually worked on the original The Last of Us, giving them more weight on discussions about T1X's direction. The game was moved under Naughty Dog's budget, which Sony gave more leeway than the visual arts uh, service group. Soon, it was apparent that Naughty Dog was in charge, and the dynamics returned to what they had been for the last decade and a half, visual arts support groups aiding other teams in development rather than leading. To Sony, the move made sense. Naughty Dog is one of the key studios for Sony's ability to sell PlayStations, as per Bloomberg's intelligence analyst Matthew Canterman. 
To quote, Sony's competitive advantage has always been exclusive content over Microsoft, and more new games as well as remakes of classic titles from such a story team can help sustain demand for the PlayStation 5. But those who wanted independence were disappointed. By the end of 2020, most of the T1X team top staff had left, including Mumbauer and the game's director, David Hall. Today, the T1X project remains in development at Naughty Dog with assistance from Sony's visual arts support group. The future of the remainder of Mumbauer's team, which has come to be jokingly referred to as Naughty Dog South, remains unclear. I mean, it sucks that that happened, but Sony's just make they're working on projects that they know will make money mm-hmm. like that's that's all they're about they've already shown full they've already been show like they've shown us that they don't give a shit about the other stuff by closing the ps3 store and the beta store and the psp store like it literally is just like the headliner says like they are infatuated with fucking blockbusters right now right it's 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 really really sad because you see an instance here where a team wanted to like work on other stuff. Like they're like, we need, we want to remaster this so that we could, you know, work on the last of us two and all that so that we can show them that we can do it more than just like, you know, tweaking things at the end. And Sony was like, nah, fuck that shit. I part of this, and I don't want to place blame, especially on this individual. Cause I actually like him, but Sean Layton definitely pushed the envelope for what should be expected from sony like he was all about the theatrics and the the big explosive games from uncharted to bloodborne to the last of us and even beyond that when we were seeing things with um what's that game beyond good and evil the new remake that's apparently uh coming out with assistance from ubisoft i know that's a ubisoft game but i mean like they're shown off with with sony it's it's unfortunate i get it I honestly do get it, but yeah, I mean, financially, I understand it. If you're looking at uh, the metrics, like just comparing it to the Switch, indie games are going to carry you over when you have lulls in between major yeah. releases. You can't, you can't just say, "Hey, smaller games don't matter." It's the big games that are going to sell the consoles. It's still the smaller games and the third-party studios and the the indie games that are going to carry you over because when you finish a huge project like the last of us or like uncharted, what percentage of people immediately go back into playing the replaying that game? Not a whole lot. Not many. It can't be that much. Not many. So you need to have something to do in between that time. And if you have a set number or a, a decent number of exclusive indie titles or exclusive smaller titles within Sony studios, why not? I just think that it's yeah. it's it's a bad way of doing business in the long run, and it might it might hurt them because Microsoft has turned around and just like yo bring everything to Xbox Game Pass, and yeah. and we've called the Nintendo Switch the the indie machine for the longest time until we started getting more larger team larger projects. Yeah, that's true. I mean, even Microsoft is like embracing the indie scene and all that shit too, so. I don't know, maybe Sony's just going to be the fucking Michael Bay of video games now. Like, <laughs> like that's just what it's going to be. I mean, more power to them. They've got the capital to do it, and they've got the teams. I mean, Naughty Dog and Guerrilla Games are both incredible fucking development teams. I mean, Horizon Zero Dawn is one of the greatest games I've ever fucking played. It's absolutely fantastic, and I can't wait for Forbidden West. But 
you you got to have smaller teams to be able to do you know new shit the other cool shit the other cool yeah. shit that you, you may or may not didn't think like didn't think yeah. about cuz what if your blockbuster flops and then like not money wise but like at least you would have the smaller games to be like well Sony's still got these at least but if they're not doing that and they just had the the blockbusters if a game flops it's going to hurt them even more I think that the reason why they're not going to look at it that way is because they're still like I don't want to say sniffing their own farts, but they're definitely caught up in their own hubris. <laughs> like yeah. it, it, it's it's a little bit immature and a little goofy to say, but the comparison that I can make is that what if Sony has their Bioware moment where everything just shits the bed? Yeah, everything. So you have this situation with fucking uh, what's what's it goddamn called? Mass Effect Andromeda, and then you have your Anthem moment, and now you've got like your premier fucking studio. With two fucking uh, black eyes, you know, what yeah. do, What does EA do at that point? The same thing could happen with Sony. Will it happen? I think that Sony has a little bit more of a firmer grasp on things rather than the way the EA does because it's been found that the EA is pretty much hands-off with a lot of its development teams. And this sounds like Sony is like the helicopter parent trying to make sure that everything is fucking perfect. Yeah. I'm going to need you to fax over that stuff, and they're just, like, looming over <laughs> you the entire time. It's like, Jesus Christ, man. It's really sad just to see, like, because financially, Sony might be, it will probably be fine, but it's just, like, it's a totally different Sony than what we had, I mean, just four years ago. Yeah. I mean, I would say it's even beyond that. I, I haven't seen, like, Sony-owned studios do anything small in a very long time because you have God of War right and god of war filled the i think that like the way that sony is looking at it is that if they have one major release every single year that would cover them straight through yeah i don't know what they plan on doing for 2021 yeah because no, I, I don't think that forbidden that west comes out this year but i mean on top of that on top of that why are you remaking the last of us that's just that's Why? that's just my thing because you've already remastered it for the PlayStation 4. Well, the article said they wanted to release it side by side with a sequel. I get it. Like I get what you're saying. But just yeah. why? The game is not that old. It's like the There's si a remaster on PS4. It's the same thing that I go into. It's like, why would you ever consider remaking Resident Evil 4? The game is on yeah. fucking everything. It's on fucking everything. You modified the controls. So that it works. Why remake it? I don't know. Because money. Because money. And speaking of money, have you seen this mask? I, I'm i just a sucker for cool masks is what it is because I like this mask too. Really? <laughs> like, well, the the Razer one definitely looks cooler. Yeah, 100%. Like, it's flashier game. It's it's. It's the gamer chair of face masks <laughs> is what it is. And people in the chat are going to know exactly what I'm fucking talking about. But this one looks more casual. This one, yeah, this one, this say. one's a little bit more chic. Uh, rapper Will I Am is selling a smart mask for $299. Rapper Will I Am wants to make a face mask that has high end, high tech statements. The Black Eyed Peas member announced this week that he's teaming up with Honeywell to launch the super mask. Spelled X U P E R mask. Yeah, man. 
Uh, at X. $299 uh, with a ton of bells and whistles. In addition to dual three-speed fans and HEPA filters, a type of mechanical air filter. It features Bluetooth connectivity, LED day glow lights, noise-canceling audio and microphone capabilities, seven-hour battery life, and a magnetic earbud docking system. It also comes with adjustable straps. The Super Mask was designed by Will I Am, Honeywell, and Jose Fernandez, a designer behind Elon Musk's SpaceX suits. Over the years, Will I Am has had a handful or added a handful of tech titles to his resume. He's invested in te- uh, he's invested in Tesla and Beats Electronics and became the director of innovation for Intel. What? Yeah, I didn't know that until I read the article like l- last week. And his company, I Am Plus, which is focused on wearable products, has acquired a handful of tech products, such as a smart home company, Wink, and machine learning startup, Sensia. His new role as a mask designer comes as some states have already started lifting mandatory mask mandates amid the rise of COVID-19 vaccinations in the United States. Still, experts say that Americans won't be setting masks aside anytime soon. To quote, SARS happened in Japan and Southeast Asia. They got over it and they still wear masks, as per Will I Am to the New York Times. The super masks come with a carrying case, three months of HEPA filters, different size ear tips, and a charging cable. Uh, the super mask has not yet been uh, FDA cleared, but approved by uh, or approved, but it's been authorized by the FDA for emergency use by the general public and by healthcare professionals. The mask will drop on April 8th, which means it's already out. Yes. At supermask.com. Yeah. Uh, also, like chat said, these have earbuds and the razor one doesn't. I don't care. The razor one has like fucking you could like talk. Across your fucking. Well, the laser one has yeah, it, it like a screen. Yeah, so like that. That's the one thing. This has headphones, but the other one works better for deaf people. Yeah, the so, the razor is RGB, bro. I'm not gonna lie, man. This looks really nice, and it's the price point exactly what I thought it was gonna be. So I think the razor one's also gonna be three hundred dollars. Uh, what's crazy is a lot of people don't know that Will I Am is pretty fucking like knowledgeable in all the shit he does. He's not just, this is not a soldier boy situation. No. I mean, and by he's, any means. He's still lame. But <laughs> but so he's lame like music-wise, but I've I looked up like all the shit he has done like charity-wise and like technological like technology-wise. It's pretty fucking cool, a lot of the shit he did. I mean, I didn't know as a kid either until late. I mean, if anyone doesn't know this, I'll be surprised. But, I mean, he did the song for Sailor, or not Sailor Jack, Samurai Jack. And I didn't know that until, like, years after Samurai Jack came out. I I was today years old when I found that out. He did the intro, like, song to Samurai Jack, is Will I Am. Okay. Very well. I mean, I like... I mean, a lot of this shit, his website's got that weird, like, you got to scroll down for shit to pop up, but... I mean, what I think is really cool is that the mask has fans. I think that shit is really fucking cool. Yeah. And so it's just constantly blowing the air, too. So, seven-hour battery life. I mean, I'm not going to lie. This is cool. If I'd have saw this one first, I probably would have fell in love with it first, but that Razer one's pretty fucking dope. But the thing is, this one's already real. Like, this one's already out, and people can buy it. I know I'm talking shit. Probably I'm probably going to buy list, it. Though. I know I'm talking shit. I'm probably going to buy it. If we go to too many games, we're going to have it. Like, <laughs> we're going to have one of them. We're both going to have it. We're going to have one of yeah. them. Yeah. 
We're gonna have one that we share. So- <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Look, man, we got. If we're going halfsies on this, <laughs> I got enough no, to buy man. my own. <laughs> I, I, can, I got my own money, sir. Uh, it comes in small and medium sizes, medium and large. No, man, this thing looks pretty cool. Granted, the Razer one looks more gamerfied, but that one is actual cyberpunk. Yeah, this one is like casual punk, is what it is. <laughs> I wouldn't even call it punk. This is this is when the punk rocker has to go to his corporate job the next day, and he has to like look nice. Ah, oh, so. yes, me very well. <laughs> That's what it is. Very so. well. There you go. You got options now. I never thought there was going to be options for these kinds of masks, but now you got this one, or you got the the razor one. So there you go. Hell yeah. All right, let's move on to... It's already sold out? Fuck you, Zombie Hunter. Do what? Oh, it's already sold out. It probably sold out the day it released, which was on the 8th. Whack. High sound quality. Fuck you for giving me bad news. Fuck you for giving me bad news. You know what? Fuck you. I still can't... I I almost got a 3080 a couple weeks ago, and I was so fucking mad. Why didn't you? It was in my cart in Best Buy, and then it was like, oh, inventory supplies are a little too low. We're going to have to put you on a waiting list. I'm like, God fucking damn it. You hate to see it. so close. It was in my cart, man. I was about to hit pay now. Piss me off. But anyway. All right, let's go on to – fuck you. Uh, Let's go on to some some Twitch news. Uh, So the next news that we have is Twitch will punish users for certain harmful online behavior. Good. Twitch announced a new policy Wednesday empowering the company to take action against users who display certain harmful behaviors entirely offline. The policy represents a unique approach among social media peers at a time when the industry has been under escalating pressure to institute strong and consistent content moderation policies. As lawmakers on both sides of the aisle have threatened to strip online platforms of their liability protections under Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, many platforms have taken steps to place stronger guardrails on what users can post. Under the new policy, Twitch can suspend users for up to an indefinite period of time after a third-party investigator determines that there is strong evidence the person has engaged in certain offline behaviors. These actions include engaging in deadly violence, terrorist activities, grooming children for sexual exploitation, committing sexual assault, or even acting as an accomplice to a non-consensual sexual activity. It will also continue to consider offline harassment in cases where a user alleges alleges abuse online. Twitch said it will work with a, quote, an experienced investigations law firm to determine the validity of claims, which will rely at times on assessing evidence from law enforcement. The company said it would uh, not take action on users' accounts until it concludes its investigation and confirms evidence of wrongdoing. The harmful offline behaviors do not need to involve another Twitch user to be considered a violation, a spokesperson confirmed. That's based on the notion that people who engage in these types of behaviors are more likely to create safety risk for the Twitch community, the spokesperson, uh, spokesperson added. Other social media platforms also take into account real-world harm propagated by users on their platforms, but Twitch's new policy is unique for its explicitness in tackling completely offline behavior and for some of the types of offline behavior it prohibits. For example... Facebook's community standards prevent mass murderers and members of terrorist, hate, criminal, or human trafficking organizations from having any sort of presence on its platforms. 
Twitch's policy encompasses other offline behavior that might not be part of an organized criminal group, such as committing sexual assault. Social media platforms tend to base the majority of their enforcement actions off harm stemming from content that's actually posted on their services. While they may take real-world events into, act, uh, into account when evaluating the harm, they typically will point to posts on their own platform as the tipping point for actions. Even when Facebook and Twitter each decided to ban former President Donald Trump from their services following the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, their reasoning was fundamentally rooted in the ways they said he used or could potentially use their platform to incite further violence. Twitch's new approach comes in the wake of a broader discussion about how certain real-world events should be handled by the tech platforms. Last month, a Business Insider investigation highlighted a woman's accusation against Dominiques Zeglitis, a member of the so-called Vlog Squad, which is led by popular uh, vlogger David Dobrik. The unnamed woman said Zeglitis uh, sexually assaulted her on a night sh she and her friends appeared in one of the group's videos when she said she was too intoxicated to provide consent. Uh, Zenglatis declined to comment on the allegations to Insider. YouTube said following the report it would tempor temporarily prevent Dobrik from monetizing his account through ads. YouTube's policies for creators say that off-platform behavior, including violence or cruelty, could result in penalties, such as losing out on promotional opportunities or uh, on having their videos surfaced in recommendations for users. Though Twitch will initially tackle a handful of listed serious, serious offenses, the platform said it aims for the guidelines to be interactive. Since offline uh, harm can be difficult to verify, the company first prioritized categories it felt would be most harmful to its community. Users who wish to confidentially report offline harm that falls under the categories prohibited by Twitch can email osit at twitch.tv. Good. Good. My only concern with this, and I'm glad that Twitch is doing this. I don't want that to be misconstrued. But my only concern with this is if Twitch starts taking stuff a little too far when it comes to, like, the regulation, like... What they're doing right now, yeah, all that shit, that shit should be stopped and all that stuff. But let's not hope it gets to a point where it's just like, oh, you said something we didn't agree with, so we're gonna just going to completely ban you. And it's not something, it's not because of something you did illegally. It's just something you didn't agree with us. And I'm talking like big corporation, conglomerate, big brother shit is what my brain is going to. I get what you're saying, but I think that the focus here is strictly on like actual criminal violations. And I think that that should right. be the focus. So which, yes, if someone committed a crime, they're like, depending on what it actually is, like if it's if it's drug related, if someone's like smoking weed, no, fuck that. They, no one should get banned for that shit. But if just like, hey, you raped somebody, we're going to take your yeah. Twitch channel. Yes, good, rightfully so. There is like, I hear the the bullshit coming from certain members of Congress and other people who are on the internet who are just like, well, you know, these social media platforms and these streaming services should be treated more as a utility rather than a a service, I find is completely fucking bullshit. Absolutely fucking bullshit. Yeah. But that's something that they're trying to push. I mean, like, I think the, the article uh, spoke about, what is it, like, Section 230? of yeah. one of its laws where the decency act i believe i think that there's something else that's currently out there and it does it is related to when donald trump was 
banned from Twitter and saying like, well, does a tech giant have the right to remove somebody from that platform for something that they said on said platform? And it's a private company, so rightfully so, they should be able to, to remove them. And the way that they want to interpret the laws that now with the way that social media is active and the way that streaming service service operate, uh, that it should be looked at more as a, a utility. So I think that this isn't the end as far as oh, no, like no. Amazon's attempt to to push something like this, because I definitely think that it's going to pop up more within our own legislation, our own legislature uh, to see where it goes from there. Yeah, I've been seeing articles, too, on like how Trump is actually might possibly be able to get some of those bans lifted to where he would be able to come back. Well, hopefully so. he dies before that. So. Yeah, well, I mean, we can only hope. Maybe God is real, so. <laughs> we'll see. No, uh, like I said, I don't want it to be misunderstood that I'm I'm not disagreeing with what Twitch is doing right now. Mm -hmm. I wholeheartedly, like, fuck that shit. If you are any of those kinds of people, fuck you. Like, I can say that right now wholeheartedly. But I just, I, I fear, I fear Big Brother is what I fear. I get even it. Even though we're kind of already in Big Brother already. I get so, it. So. I say that I say I fear it, but I'm streaming on the internet and I've got a phone in my same office and all that. I don't care about all of this much. is being recorded. So, all of this is being yeah, recorded. all of it. Well, not 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 just ours. It's also being recorded somewhere else. Yes. Like I've seen some people that just like cover their webcams. I'm like, look, if if the government wants to watch me whack off at my computer, I don't give a shit. Let, let them look at me. I don't think it's so much the the government. I'm thinking about other bad actors like. If yeah. some dude at the NSA wants to watch me fucking smack my meat, then that's one thing. That's his job. He gets paid to do that. I get it. <laughs> I'm here to watch Chris today. <laughs> yep. But, like, if if some other guy who's trying to blackmail me or, like, take my information, yeah. that's different. Which I, I don't think that the two of them correlate. But I, I get what you're saying. How about this? When we hit episode 100, I'll start covering my webcams just in case. <laughs> sure. We're famous. We're we're big boy famous at episode I guess 100. So. That's what Look, man, I'm already on a watch list. It is what it is. <laughs> well, that's because of the uranium. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that podcast. I don't know why I remember that one, but I remember you got on a fucking list because of some god. You Googled uranium. <laughs> like where to buy it. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck. I forgot all about that shit. <laughs> I remember. I'm your. I'm. Your, I. I know you got a TBI. I'll remember the shit for Thank you. Thank you. So. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, but no. I mean, we've reported on shittier uh, on shitty things Twitch has done. It's actually pretty nice to see something that they're doing well, like they're doing a good thing. So, all right. Uh, last news article that we have today, and Scotty's gonna be happy about this one. So, uh, is he gonna be happy or is he upset? I don't think he likes Balin. So. Or as uh, Powell would call it, ballin'. So uh, sir, it's pronounced Balan. <laughs> is that what it is? Balan yeah, Wonderworld. Okay. You're like that lady that used to work at my corporate. And I was like, oh, hi, Deborah. She goes, it's Deborah. <laughs> Shut the and fuck out of like, here. <laughs> okay. I was like, your name's all right. You just ensured I'm never talking to you again. <laughs> so my mom's name is Deborah. Like, <laughs> I know how to say Deborah. <laughs> Ima imagine anyway. I go up to somebody. It was like, "Hello, Deborah," and then it was just like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" It's Deborah. Like, don't get me wrong, Deborah is a dope ass name. Like, that sounds cool, but we work at a plasma company. Like, we we're not in Dracula's castle. Like, like that that's not what this is. You're not a mini anyway. boss, ma'am. 
<laughs> I don't even know what department she worked in. Anyway, sales figures suggest that Balin Wonderland reportedly sold roughly 2,000 physical copies in Japan. Following a poor critical reception, the Square Enix published mascot platformer allegedly has only sold roughly 2,000 copies in Japan. Evidently, the game did not even chart with any SKUs missing the top 30 at retail. It wasn't even in the top 30 of this shit. Though we don't have the digital sales figures from Square Enix, it's increasingly likely that they will ignore that this game exists eventually. <laughs> you got this from Destructor. <laughs> yep. Let's see. Following through uh, Destructoid, check the eShop to see if the game was ranked in North America, and it's still not in the top 30. Nintendo Life reports that the game did not crack the top 40 UK charts on any platform as well. Low-end word of mouth also tracks with the Steam listing, which still only has 68 total reviews, an extremely low turnout for a game from a major publisher. It's heartbreaking in a way, as famed former Sega developer Yuji Naka has made it known in no certain oh, I'm sorry, in no uncertain terms that Balin Wonderland might be his last shot to make a genre game like this. Good. But if the market isn't Yeah, but if the market isn't responding well and the game is fundamentally flawed, this might realistically be the end of the road for him. Mascot platformers as a whole in 2021 are very tough uh, is a, are a very tough sell as it is. Because flawed but fun is becoming increasingly less cute in a sea of polished genre staples. It was an uphill climb from the start, no matter how wide-eyed Naka may have been. Having played it... Uh, okay, so these next, this next one is... Destructoid says, having played it, there is a neat game buried underneath there amid many design flaws and an overall failure to provide a cohesive ver a vision for what the world of Balin Wonderland even is. So, okay, so I haven't played this game. You have. I have. And I've gone on this rant and I'm going to try to condense it. But I've gone on this rant on my own fucking channel. I think that Yuji Naka is a shit developer who struck gold once. And he had a decent team when he struck gold once. And he's been riding on that one achievement for a while. Maybe not once, probably twice, because you know what? Nights into Dreams is actually a halfway decent game. Yeah, it's interesting. I've never seen anything else like it. That's the same thing I say about Illbleed. But that's why I like the it. The thing is, is that he kept on trying to do the same exact thing. Yeah. In the mid two thousands with the other Sonic games. And he was just like, oh, well, after Sonic Adventure 2, we'll do Sonic Heroes. And then that was a fucking train wreck because every single goddamn fucking thing that they did was 15-minute long levels. And you're just like, holy shit, why is this game I so fucking hard? Because you played it recently. And so. then they turned around and was just like, okay, so I know you played a bunch of 10-minute level games or 10-minute uh, levels, but what if we told you you could do this Four times because each of the fucking teams play the same exact stages. You have easy mode, you have your middle middle of the road Sonic, then you have hard mode, which is just more enemies or higher health for Team Dark, and then go find a key with Team Chaotix or some stupid ass shit. The game is bad. Okay, he did Shadow the Hedgehog. He did. I think he did Sonic Riders. I really should have a list in front of me. But the thing is, surprise you don't. Yeah, the thing is, is that Yuji Naka, like all of his games that he came out with post Sonic Adventure, has been middling at best. He he, if he gets a seventy, that's the best that he can do. When your best is average, that won't do. 
especially when you're handling flagship titles and, and flagship IPs. He was forced out of Sega, yeah. right? He he left. No, he, he's forced out of Sega. Anything else. Square Enix hasn't given him anything else. No. Thank you, Zombie Hunter, for giving me that list. It's it's a fucking look, look like look at this shit. So fucking let's let's look at the the, the stuff that he's done. He's a programmer for Space Harrier. He was part of Fantasy Star One and Two, Ghosts and Ghouls. He's a programmer for Sonic the Hedgehog Two, Three, Sonic and Knuckles, Knights into Dreams. So he didn't he didn't come up with Knights into Dreams. No, he was. Oh no no, I take that back. He's a producer. He's a producer. So he he did he did shit there. He did Choo Choo Rocket. Uh, producer for Burning Rangers Sonic Adventure. And then where is it right here? I'm going to say from Sonic Pinball Party on down. Those games are garbage. I personally have a soft spot for Sonic Battle, but everything else has been just about a fucking train wreck. One other game, Sonic Rush. That's okay. Fantasy Star Universe, complete fucking garbage. Fucking no. No. All these games, most of these games are middling at best. And then he went on to go do like mobile games or Nintendo DSi bullshit or whatever. He did Zombie he did saying he did Billy Billy Hatcher. Have you played Billy Hatcher? Have you yeah, played Billy not, Hatcher? That's not a good yeah. thing. That game is ass. Scotty knows. And I like I under I understand that Scotty likes Rodea uh the Sky Soldier. Because apparently it's very nice into dreams. I don't like that game. I don't think it's very good. So. All right. Uh, Balin's bad. Ballin is not good. Ballin. Ballin is not good. Look, I like 3D platformers and collectors. I don't want to play this game. If that tells you. I played it. And it is so chuggy and slow and like you map fucking like basic ass controls to certain costumes. Yeah, and like I if you don't lose understand that, that. From getting hit. It well, you can't finish the fucking level if and because the the thing that gives you the the suit won't respawn. No, it respawns. So. <laughs> it just takes fucking forever. Mm. It'll respawn. Like right. my my issue is it's just like if I am on one side of the map where. The, the costume that doesn't give me the jump ability is at, I have, and I lose that costume, I have to go to the other side of the fucking field where you move like a fucking snail. You look like you're running. You look like you're, you're, you're on that New York step, but you're not going anywhere. <laughs> you're just running in place. <laughs> Essentially, you're doing the running man dance, and That's you have crazy. to go to the other side of the fucking map to go get the costume that allows you to jump or God forbid, like in some crazy fucking situation. Cause it happened to me in the demo where you fucking finish one level. And then you do another stage where there's like some sort of fucking collectathon bullshit over here that I need to get, but it requires a costume in level one. I have what? to go back and forth. Yeah. It's stupid. It's garbage. Ooh. It's absolutely uh, no. fucking garbage. I'm a pass. I no. might not even play that if it was given to me. Nope. So. <laughs> nope. All right. Well, that's all we got for the news. Uh, Chris's rant took a little bit longer, but it's fine. Forgive <laughs> me. We we never will. So. All right, Chris. Give me the, give me some questions. All right. Let's 
hit these questions. If you want to ask questions to the Scrubverse podcast, all you got to do is join the Discord. You can join the Discord by scrolling down on this little Twitch page, and you find We're little that. give a get that hit to the Discord button, or by hitting exclamation point Discord. You could also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, all that fucking bullshit. And uh, yeah, at this point, if you want to ask questions in chat, it's fine. Go right ahead. But we're going to hit the questions that are in the Discord first. So yes, make sure to at us in the chat. Yes, at us, at us. That's number one. Yes. So number one uh, is from Scotty Mo. Well, VHS is coming back. Don't fight it. It's been decided. Anything you need to hunt down that never made it beyond VHS or maybe beyond DVD. The Sonic OVA says hello. There's a I'm trying to think. I I want and I got Bardock and I have to rewatch it because I can't remember if that music's in there. But I want the first couple DBZ movies, specifically Lord Slug, because that had fucking Disturbs the Sickness in it. Like <laughs> it, it had one of the Disturbed songs and then the DVD release didn't have it. So I'm thinking it's only on the VHS version version. Watch this be like, like I, some Mandela effect bullshit. No, 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 no. It's not a Mandela effect this time. I know for a fact that it was fucking in there. I remember as a kid watching it on VHS, and I'm like, ah, shit, Disturbed. And then I remember watching it years later on, like, I don't know if it was the DVD version, but I know for a fact the Blu-ray version doesn't have that music in there. Because I had the steel book that was like Lord Slug and the History of Trunks that you could buy that was a two-disc uh, Blu-ray. I still had that shit. And it was not in there. Uh, I want other obscure things. Like I said, the Nintendo Power uh, things. I would like... To, I have one of them, but I would like to get all of the TMNT VHSs that Burger King released by FYE. Or I think it's FYE. It's some kind of... It was some kind of produ- v- uh, cartoon producing company back then. I have one of them, but I think there's like six of them total. So, no. And then just like other... B- so... Chris, I need you. I don't know. I don't think you watch Red Letter Media. Every now and but then. But they're okay. They, you are you aware of with their best best of the worst show where they watch like three mm-hmm. shitty movies and they okay. Well, they did one over a movie and this 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 episode was fucking stacked. But they did one and this is the only movie that's in their best of the worst Hall of Fame is called Surviving Edged Weapons. It is a is a Milwaukee police instructional video on how to handle perpetrators that might be coming at you with a weapon. And I can't find, I can, I found a DVD copy for $30, but I would love to have the VHS copy that they have. It is like, it looks, the cover looks, you're like, this is going to be a shitty movie. If you watch that episode of Red Letter Media where they watch it and they show some of the movie, you're like, Hold, they gave it a standing ovation. Like, it was that fucking good. It's the only time they've watched a movie in Best of the Worst and didn't feel like shit after watching the movie. Like, they felt amazing after watching the movie. They said it was competing on the same level of Lethal Weapon. Like, <laughs> it was like what? that good. And I want to see this entire fucking movie. Well, it's on YouTube in its entirety. I mean, yeah, I guess I could watch it that way, but I would still like, I just want to have that VHS. I I would like to have that. So 
but I'm probably going to watch that. It's got an 8.6 on IMDb. Yes, it's Chris, it's good. It has cinematography. There's they raid a satanic ritual at one point. You got to watch this movie. Now, I will tell you that a lot of it is obviously recreations of stories that have been told, but right after they play the dramatization, they cut to like foot like pictures of what actually happened to the police officer. And there's like testimonials and shit on there from police officers that have survived shit. And that's kind of the rough part. But the uh, dramatizations are where it's amazing. A guy gets a meat cleaver in the head. Like it is ridiculous. They they basically tell you that there are knives in everything. One of them is the guy has razor blades sewn in the back of his Coca-Cola cap. So when he runs up to you, when he tries to hit you with the hat, it's going to just cut you the fuck up. This is a yes, situation I'm where you have to watching see this, just, this. Like, just like that game that I told you where it was a fighting game and an army hunting terrorist game. Oh, Fugitive Hunter? I still have to fucking play that. Oh, my God. Yes, that is what this movie, this movie is on that level of fucking batshit, but it's good. So, if anyone ever finds a copy of that shit on VHS at a fucking half price books, you better fucking buy it, and I'll pay double for shipping. So <laughs> That's insane. We could watch it one night in Discord. We totally fucking could. Okay. We just have to find time. So, uh, I do not have like any VHSs that I was looking for. However, and I don't know if I've ever told this story before, but I think I might have said something to you. Okay. There is a number of VHSs that I am in search of with the full purpose of destroying them. Have you ever heard of the movie White Fury? Wait, is that with Robert Ginty? No, hold on. White Fury. I feel like I've seen a sign like that down here. But <laughs> hold on, White Fu- White Fury mean uh, movie. White Fury VHS. Oh no! This is no. I have not seen this. <laughs> Wait, who directed this? Oh, it's a David Pryor movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, this movie's gonna be shit. <laughs> David Pryor makes shit movies, except for Deadly Prey. Deadly Prey was a good movie. Okay, so White Fury. I've seen this movie once, and the reason why I've seen this movie is because I was on duty when I was in San Diego. It was at uh, MCRD San Diego, and I got stuck on duty with some other drill instructor, and he brings in, like, the old school. You know how in, like, fucking elementary and middle school, they bring in the yeah. TV with the v- the VHS player? And it's I'm just strapped like. Strapped down. <laughs> yeah, everything's strapped down, tied down together, which is amazing because Marines still find a way to steal shit. They're just like, yo, let's let's watch some of these movies that we got. And he he, he had gone into one of the uh the barracks specifically made for drill instructors because drill instructors you're on a three-month cycle and you don't have time to go home and so they have them sleep at the fucking uh support battalion headquarters and so they have just all this extra leftover furniture and he was just like i found like six copies of white fury in one of his drawers and we watched this movie and it's absolutely fucking shit oh no i'm not done it's absolute fucking shit and i'm just like i don't want you to ever show me another thing again it was just that bad and then i stopped <laughs> talking to him for the rest of the night 
This guy on the front looks like a very, it looks like great value David Hasselhoff on a snowboard with an AK-47. Bro, also, it's is bad. he holding the AK-47 like this? That's not an like, AK-47. That? that is an M16. And, Whatever. <laughs> and he, he, it looks like he's holding it properly. But no, movie, movie bad, right? So I, I, I think that my life is done with this movie. You know, I, I don't have to fucking see it, worry about it, nothing. No, that's a fucking lie because we get sent by my, uh, my staff sergeant. He was just like, hey, you and Fernandez go down to take all this fucking furniture, this old furniture from the DI's barracks and go dermo it. And by dermo, it just means throw it in the dump. Right. Everything has been dermo, just throw it in the dump. And we take all these fucking um, these fucking dressers and we start throwing it in there. But Fernandez pulls the thing out and he's just like, bro, what are all these tapes? And we start looking through them. And they are just copies and copies of White Fury. What? We found 300 copies of... Of no. what I swear to God. What the fuck? There was, Why? There was, was so like kind of many. I don't know. But they had been there for fucking ever. Bro, at least every single fucking dresser had four copies. At least four copies of White Fury. We had to make three trips back and forth from the dump. Holy shit. Maybe chat was right. Was he in the movie? Maybe. Why would you oh, no. copies? Oh, like, no. But the thing is, is that it wasn't just his room that had it. It was every room. Okay. There was something going on then. Where there had like, to be like a fucking meme or a joke going on with some yeah. of the drill instructors years ago. Yeah. Years ago. But no way. No way. So now... Like, it's been a while, because I've seen other copies of White Fury, and apparently it's all over fucking San Diego, because when you go to the swap meets, you'll get those old people that are trying to sell yeah. their old VHSs, and there's, like, they've got copies of White Fury there, I'm just like, yeah, I'll take all of them, all, all your copies, <laughs> all your copies, and, like, right then and there, I'm smashing it into the fucking concrete. <laughs> what the fuck you doing? I bought this bitch. Let me read the back for people that are listening. Uh, it says, two sadistic killers, one chance for survival. A romantic weekend turns into a deadly nightmare when sadistic criminals invade a remote mountain cabin and take the something hostage. Trapped inside by a something snowstorm, these frightened teenagers face savage. This sounds bad. Yeah, it's, uh, it's certain death unless they can escape using sheer will or I'm sorry, sheer wit and raw courage. They must survive the blinding white fury and outrace their relentless captors toward freedom made by AIP studios. So, it's, oh, yeah. When I saw David, David Pryor, David Pryor is a B movie. He is known in the red letter media crew. <laughs> okay, well, it it starred Deke Anderson, which I guess his biggest thing that he was a part of was being in this show called Dreamsville. Uh, he's sure. he's been in a movie called Balls Out, the Gary Gary the tennis coach, uh, Cook County, and he apparently he was Green Lantern. He was in Green Lantern as Four Star General Caven, which he couldn't have fucking like had that okay. much of a fucking. Guess uh, what? The movie's on, on YouTube if you want to go watch it. So go break YouTube. Yeah. 
The problem is White Fury is a character from the new How to Train Your Dragon movie, so I had to like hunt for it a little bit. <laughs> Wait a second, is he in the movie? Wait a second, who's Sean Wait, Holton? Do you know who this guy was? Like who the guy? No, 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 was? no, 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 no. He 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 was he definitely wasn't in the movie. It. Okay. I mean the the movie was made in fucking uh what do you call it? Shit, I closed it out. But the movie is at least like eighties, right? It's eighty nine. Yeah, it's eighty nine. So I mean, like, he would have been my age, and he was just a little bit older than me. So he definitely wasn't in the movie. All right. Well, there you go. I am going to find every copy of White Fury. Find every white copy, and I will destroy them. That is my. I have to keep one though. My my goal in life. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to your house and break it. I'm gonna go to your house and break it. No, you better not. That's going to be in my safe. <laughs> when all of them are gone, I'll have the only one. <laughs> there can only be one. No, the movie is fucking terrible. Oh, man. Anyway. All right, what's Scotty's second question? Scotty's next question. Battle in Wonderland is a financial flop, but the Knights fan base loves it. What's a game that you were uh, in the fan base? Uh, what's a game you were in the fan base of? Love for a while, Scotty. God damn it! What questions, dude? Questions. What's a game that you love that the fan base fucking hated? In before Legend of Dragoon or Anarchy Reigns? I mean, I you guys answered it earlier for me. It's fucking Snowboard Kids too, because everyone thinks it's fucking smart to fucking shit on me about a good game. I mean, they're they're just giving you shit. I mean, like, does the the Snowboard Kids fan base hate Snowboard Kids too, or is it like legitimately a good game? No, I play good games, so uh <laughs> You're from the Sonic uh fan base, so Yeah, but I mean fucking choices. Everything but, is shit, right? So like every Yeah, but they, you don't like a game that everybody else hates. I do. And like okay, so this one's kind of cheating, but I think the Cyberpunk 2077 was actually halfway decent when it first came out on release. But I have a high-end computer, no one else can play it, that's on me. Project X Zone 2 is shit. And yeah. Bioshock 2, I don't like Bioshock, so I don't know what to tell you. But the other game that I would say that everyone shits on it, but I think that it's so fucking cool, is Street Fighter EX3. Street Fighter EX3 okay. came out for the PlayStation. It is 3D. It is one of their 3D games. I own this. Yes. It's a good game. EX3, it's a little bit this quirky. Again. Yes, it does. It's a little bit quirky. But the game is good, and you can do stupid two uh, two player bullshit like two uh, two characters yeah. at the same time. It's it's pretty dope. I like it quite a bit. I don't know why everyone is saying that it's it's garbage. You can see Chris going through your game collection and telling you that everything that you own is shit. Maybe you play a lot of waifu games though, TJ. You play like one level a. Above porn games, like, <laughs> and I mean, I play the porn games, but that said, like, I own a lot of video games, and I know that I own some really shitty video games, but I'll at least say that they're shitty. But in this case, Street Fighter uh, EX3 is good. I don't care what anybody says. The artwork in it looks great. <laughs> I mean, no, it's it's kind of bad. The graphics aren't great. But no, no, I'm saying like the artwork of like the artwork of the character. Portrait. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're really, really cool. I, in fact, it has my favorite portrait of Ken. I think that Ken's it's a little creepy. Ken, yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's, it's fucking he's great. Got the, like, he's got the fuck you eyes is what he's got. It's really good. Who the fuck is Garuda? Yeah, new character. 
Fuck this. He's he's yeah, he's go. like a, a Birdman mask man. It's stupid. All right. All right. What's Zombie Hunter's question? Uh, Zombie Hunter asks, apparently Reverse, the Resident Evil multiplayer game, was having issues with the beta and they had to shut down servers and still haven't brought them back up. Do you think the game should be delayed when there's only a month left from re release or just release it? as with RE Village, and not start the game until issues have been resolved. I mean, fix your fucking game before you put it out. That's all I gotta say. This would not be the first time that... I might be confusing it with Konami. But I'm pretty sure that there was a multiplayer Resident Evil-style game that yeah, was out right. recently. I'm not... It might be Outbreak. Oh. It might be Outbreak. Because the, the game that I'm thinking of uh, was Operation Raccoon City. But I'm pretty sure that there's another... Oh, yeah. Uh, Resident Evil multiplayer game that was out for a while and it was just absolute fucking garbage. Um, but at the same time... The only ones I can think of are Outbreak and the one you just said. Resistance was the one that came out with the RE3 remake. I don't think it was that one. But I can see, Con uh, I can see Capcom still putting it out there and just letting it sit. Just saying, like, hey, here's this uh, the multiplayer game, and it's probably going to play like shit. It's going to look like shit. And then they just fix it as time goes on. They've got a lot yeah. of projects going on. I don't, I, I personally don't see them fucking uh, stopping because they can still ride the hype from RE Village. Oh, yeah. That comes out next month, right? Yes, I think so. Jesus. It seems like this. I can't believe we're already in fucking April. I honestly can't. Uh, it's, it's been a flying by. I think it's a slow year, but whatever. But, mm, yeah, like I said, fix your game. They'll, like, yeah, I agree. They'll just put it out, keep it broken, and then they'll fix it later. Yeah. So, it's not the big moneymaker. RE, RE8 is going to be the, or RE Village, uh, Monster Hunter, the new Street Fighter that are rumored that they're working on. So, all that stuff. So We're not going to hear anything about that until probably when the fifth new character is coming out for Season 5. Yeah, that's true. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll fucking see something. So, But I think that's all we got, right? That is all we got. Good, because I'm tired. Because I got to be up at 5 in the morning because I start my workout routine tomorrow. I'm sorry. Well, my wife wants to work out before she goes to work. So I was like, sure, we'll wake up, get it done. I'll take a nap halfway through the day, and I should be good on a sleep schedule. So Very well. We'll see. So what do you got going on, Chris? I'm actually uh, announcing that I'm going to take a small step back from streaming. I'm still going to stream, but I've had some health things that are popping up, and I need to take care of those things primarily. So you're, you're not broken. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm broken. <laughs> I've been I I have my hands like dipped in a lot of things. Like I have Scrubverse, I have Megavisions, I have my own personal YouTube channel, and I also have. Stuff with the Warrior Realm as far as FGC stuff is concerned. And I'm trying to take care of things that, one, I am both very excited for and that can be handled in the short term. And dedicating another three-hour block to come on screen fucking be like, hey, howdy-doody bullshit. It's just time that I can instead set aside to working on other projects that I could be like, I need to put this down right now and I need to take care of me. So Self-care. Self-care is the biggest thing. So I, I don't know if I'm going to be on tomorrow. I probably will be on at the very least once this week because I do want to play Dark Souls 2 because I've put it out there that I'm going to fucking beat that goddamn game. And then... I'm sorry. Yeah. That, it's, it is what it is. Game's ass. I mean, you beat, you've beat Sonic 06, so I can... I, I, 
I think you can do anything. So <laughs> 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 I won't fucking touch that thing with a ten foot pole. I'm not touching that game. Yeah, no. It would have to be a big fucking sub goal for me to fucking play that game. So <laughs> make it. But thousand. Nah, I don't know. We'll see. Thousands. Thou- fuck that. No. Uh-uh. Thousand uh-uh. subs. Thousand subs. Thousand subs. Thousand subs. I'll play Sonic Go Six in its entirety. I'm gonna there call it. Go. That's and what it I is. And I won't complain about. I'm gonna it. hold it to you. <laughs> No, you're gonna you're you're gonna complain about it. This thousand subs, fuck yeah. Yep, that's essentially playing that game for two grand. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> exactly. That's essentially what that is, minimum. Exactly. Uh, well, I got I got streams this week. We'll be doing Monster Hunter Rise, of course. We got the twelve hour Mega Man X stream on Saturday, so make sure to tune in for that over on Twitch.tv slash Tornado underscore Jones. Uh, we'll be starting at noon Central Standard Time. Be going till midnight. Be giving away shit. Gonna try and... I think for a fact I could beat X1, 2, 3, and 4. And then I think I could get those done within a 12 hours. And I think maybe if we have time, we can squeeze in X5. That's kind of what I, where I want to stop the X games. I don't want to play 6, 7, or 8. No, you gotta, really you gotta play, play them. You gotta play them. I, I don't have to. You gotta shit. play them. No, I don't. You gotta play them. <laughs> but uh, other than that, so Pokemon will take a back burner. I think we're going to be doing Rocket League over on TNT this week. So I've also been looking into a game. Uh, we played it at MAGFest. Uh, it's called Micromages. Oh, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw it. We saw it at MAGFest. Continue has done a video on it, too. Uh, I'm actually probably – I bought it on Steam for 10 bucks. I'm probably going to buy the NES cartridge that they – because they have a full-fledged NES release with, like, box, manual, actual playable cartridge, all that stuff. So I'll be looking into getting that. And then, uh, no, the 12-hour stream is going to take a lot out of me. So, But other than that, just school work. And I've got three more weeks of school, and I'm so ready. To be like, done with it. Three more weeks in this year. I just – it just keeps – taking – dude, working full-time, being – technically I'm a full-time student because I'm taking 12 hours. Mm-hmm. I think that constitutes as a, 12, as a full-time student. And uh, just having a family is – tough yes <laughs> like, it is. doing everything that i'm doing I'm, I'm a little bit overwhelmed and i'm glad that something is going to ease up here soon so but we got a lot of catering events since covid's i say quote unquote covid's calling calming down but you know once vaccines in our area are being readily available more catering events are popping up which means we gotta we gotta work those catering events so but other than that, that's all I got. Like I said, I got to be up early in the morning, so let's wrap this shit up. Yep. The last thing that I want to say is to keep an eye on the Discord and also the Warrior Realm Discord for updates on what we plan on doing because I there is something big that we that I've got brewing and planned in the future. So be on the all lookout right, for that. Good. All right, everyone. Thanks for your continued support. We love y'all, and you guys take it easy. We'll see y'all next time.